I don't know. Did you get my picture from yesterday? Are you calling me? Uh, what? Okay. Okay, I'll be back in a second. I have to go make sure shit they saved their podcast off. Rightio. I shall return. Okay. Talk because we're recording. We're recording. No. <laughs> oh. This episode brought by Dewey Cheatham and Howe and MMPR 16, now to be MMPR 17. Make plans for July next year if uh, it follows function form. Same time, same bad time, same bad channel. Or if you're wondering when the next MMPR is, look for the Hamfest in Milton, Ontario. I, I think there's a high probability it might sync up with that. Okay. Hmm. I'm supposed to talk. Welcome to the podcast that shall not be heard. Nah, no, that doesn't make it. Um, late night QRN? No, no, there's no storms tonight. Um, come on, Barry. Joel. Hello out there. Brought to you by the Brickside Brewery. Because Copper Harbor does not live on fudge alone. I'm coming. No what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I was running out of sponsors. Hello. I'm back. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Good. I ran out of sponsors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be the pre-show. <laughs> Pre-roll. There's a couple in there. Okay, good. It'll be a surprise for me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Almost live from across the USA, this is Late Night. Tonight are Joel, Barry, and Michael, that virtual Uber guy. Tonight, Barry goes to the Jaffrey Dam Fest, uh, River Fest. Joel gets an MRI, and Michael decompresses. All that and more on late night. Sure. And now, digitally gathering to watch Michael launch the SS Uper. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Here's Joel Berry and Michael! Welcome, everybody, to Late Night QRM show number 218. From the Monadnock region, the brown and crunchy Monadnock region, in <laughs> southwest New Hampshire, I'm Barry J. And from the Crotchet Mountain region, not too terribly far away from Barry J, this here is Joel. And from the suburbs of Copper Harbor, where it is green and lush... 
This is Michael, the virtual you Uber in Studio V. Hey, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Yes. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> Green and lush. <laughs> yes. Except for the fudge in the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the fudge getting all melty. <laughs> yeah, and it would get melty around here, too. Although I think Michael had some hot weather out his way, too. But it's been, whew, it's been hot as in heat wave hot here in the 90s. Well, in the 90s where I work. It was always yeah. nice when I got home. It was in the 80s. It was about a 10 degree difference. Um, well, having been home, work. I can honestly say it hit 93, 94 with like 90% humidity here during the day. So while you were at work south. Yeah. Up here during the uh, one o'clock, two o'clock window, yeah, it was smashing in the nineties, and it was quite oppressive. Because you know, I forgot for AC. I, I forgot to add that at bottom to bottom gear, but yes, um, my uh, air conditioning decided to stop working the first day it hit ninety. What in the pre eye? Yes. No. And there weren't any onion rings or fries involved. I was yeah. nowhere near He's that. <laughs> Ah, yes, and it's been it's been just wonderful uh, driving home after the car's been sitting in a parking lot. Now I have been cracking my windows in the parking lot, so it's not a, you know a blazing 120 degrees when I get into the vehicle to drive home. But it is still damn warm in there. It says it's 93 outside, and you know. Probably got a hundred, a hundred and something inside, and the windows all down, and I'm driving, and uh, you know the coolest it gets is 93 degrees. So. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Now I remember when Doctor Kenny, yeah, was able to band-aid it back together again for that last season last year. Mm -hmm. Didn't he say something about you needing an eight hundred dollar compressor to really make it right? Um, I, I do need, well, no, actually I took it that, well, I took it for an inspection and, uh, stuff at the, um, Toyota dealer for, uh, -huh. uh when at the same time I got the battery done basically. Right. Or, and, uh, <clears throat> I said, take a look at the air conditioner and all they did was, um, they recharged it and they said they didn't see anything. Uh, so they recharged it. And it lasted until this first 90-degree day. So I was just figuring, oh, okay, well, uh, Dr. Kenny's uh, magic uh, sticky stuff or whatever you know, yeah. uh, was still working. And okay, fine. Uh, it, it was probably slowly leaking out, but it, you know, uh, they recharged it. And then it lasted quite a bit until the 90-degree weather hit. And then all of a sudden, it was one day, it was getting less and less, and then... Uh, from then on, it was blowing out warm air. Not worse than warm air, because the engine was heating it. <laughs> wow. I feel yeah. so bad, too, because I just charged the AC in the truck and in Daisy. Yeah. But I'll save that for uh, bottom gear. Yeah, so... yeah, it, this it, I got 54-degree air coming out of the vents. So, so I've got my car, <laughs> and actually, Anne-Marie took hers in for uh, wheel alignment and stuff like that, and we have the 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 tire deal down at Toyota. So we get, let them do all the alignments and stuff because we get free tires as long as we get all that stuff done. And, um, her air conditioning's out too. And they told her she needs a new compressor. 
So now we got Already? two cars that need compressors. So. <laughs> okay, now no, no, just, just hold on here. We're, yeah. we're completely out of order. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, well, I forgot to add these, and we were talking about the heat, and that's what got us on this, because both of us are driving around in this heat wave without air conditioning. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the, the funny thing is, is you guys got relatively new cars compared to the clunkers I'm driving around in. Mm-hmm. And I just charged the AC on a 1998 Dodge Neon, and I got 55-degree air blowing out of the vents and that. Yeah, that's true, but you had to charge it, which means that it was leaking somewhere. Oh, it's got a slow, slow leak. Okay. And my 99 Oldsmobile, um, it was blowing out air at 62, and I didn't like it because I got pissy, so I recharged it. Mm-hmm. Now it's doing 54. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't and done I- anything since I they went. Um, and my 99 Dodge truck is still blowing out ice cold air so much so that you want to wear a parka while you're driving. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I have an 11-year-old like, Prius that needs needs a new com- probably needs a new compressor. I don't know. They they seem I to think... I don't remember eating onion rings in the RAV4 though. No, no, you didn't. The RAV4 now that that one's got me yeah, they said no. That's puzzling. That car's really, really new. Yeah, and and they 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 gave also gave her a price to to replace it at about twelve hundred dollars. Can I ask? And again, it's of course it's all your business, brother. But mm-hmm. swing by Doctor Kenny's and have him throw it on the machine and do a sneaky peek. I uh, mean, just like let, let's call it a second yeah. opinion. No, no, I, I I'd be okay to do that. My my only my only. A gripe with uh, I'm not and I don't want to even get into it here. I can talk to you off, off offline. And my my All only right. thing is is the need to have a car. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I I don't have three or four cars that I can choose from. So when I take my car in, <laughs> it has to be They'll done give you a by sweet Jeep. It, it has give to you be a sweet Jeep to drive around yeah. in place of it. It has to be done by the end of the day, or I'm screwed. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah well if you tell him you need a loaner he'll get you one yeah but uh granted yeah. it might be a jeep cj5 on 44s yeah yeah <laughs> but see I, yeah and the toyota dealer's down by work and again yeah. you usually get this stuff done during the week and they have a car shuttle service that you know i drop it off in the morning if it's going to take all day um, which, you know, I actually, it usually doesn't, but sometimes I drop it off in the morning and then they call me and say it's done. They, they send the shuttle back to pick me up at the end of the day and I go down and pick it up and I'm going home. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, they've, and, and if it does take two or three days, they do give me a loaner and usually it's a nice That's new, nice. nice new Toyota to try out because they're trying to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but for that, for that service, you pay. Uh, yeah. You pay because you know their their freaking labor's like I don't know eighty ninety dollars an hour, maybe even more. Yeah, it's, I bet you it's more than that. Even. I'm telling you, the 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 thing with with the service or with with the the labor them, with is, is is the labor. Yeah, the the parts no, don't cost that much because I can check the part prices and they'll yeah. they'll give me the price and yeah it's a little bit higher than what you could get on your own but it's not that much but it's the freaking labor they get you on. Yeah, Doctor Kenny's getting 
70 bucks an hour labor. Yeah. Yeah, and he's cheap. He's cheap. He's cheap. That's cheap. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we, right now we just can't afford to get either of them. There's always plan B, just, too, which is getting a uh, compressor out of a boneyard for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, even, I, went on, I went on YouTube and I even looked at what it takes to replace these things and it's not hard at all so, you know you got a couple special specialization tools which you have already i know you do <laughs> to, to, the freaking the hardest part is taking the belt off and you, if you have the special tool you know the belt yeah. wrench or whatever it's called you know the thing that yep. gives you leverage the tensioner but, wrench. yeah the yeah, tensioner, tensioner wrench you pull that and it pops right off. off and mm-hmm. um in the case of i even looked on you know the toyotas in that case it would it's awfully nice to have a lift because, unfortunately, it's best to attack it from below than from yeah. above. And oh yeah. So, so uh, but yeah, if you got if you got a lift and you got it, it, it freaking. And this is the thing that gets me. You know, I'm looking at it, and basically, it's about a 45 minute to an hour job. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, but Quick. they'll but they'll do it by the book. And if the book says yeah. it takes four hours, that's what they charge you. Right, yeah. and that's so, that's that's where it gets brutal. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I right now, you know, I know my compressor is going to at least talk, cost three fifty or more. I've seen very varying rates uh, for that, but yeah, um, I researched it, and I think some of the upper end ones are are better than what they what do they call it the OEM. What yep. Is it? Yep. Or they're better than the OEMs. And I was like, I just, I'm fine with an OEM part because that's what's in there now. Yeah, it worked fine for the factory. So, and in all these years, I just found one, uh, by the way, because I'm I'm actually part of a network of parts uh, suppliers for all different boneyards. Mm -hmm. Here's a rebuilt 2005 to 2014 Toyota compressor for uh, Prius, uh, $188.36. Is that the electric card? Because I think I have the electric. Some of those Priuses, they had ones that ran on a belt or in off the engine, Mm -hmm. and some are electric. I think I have the electric version. Okay. Well, that changes it. Hold on a second. Which I like because it stays on all the time. Right. Exactly. 2005. It runs off the battery instead of off the, the engine. Which means the engine's yeah. not running. Exactly. You don't have to run the engine to get yeah. AC, which is the way it works with so many other vehicles. Yeah. yeah, I think they're starting to switch over them to them. All the vehicles are because they're more efficient. Mm-hmm. So. I'll find one. Okay. Don't you worry. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's don't get... you worry, little buckaroo. I'll find you one that's working sweet for short money. That's what my <laughs> job is. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's find out what everybody's drinking. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dried, we'll, we'll drink, and drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the, the early morning light, and we'll pass out, pass out, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, it must have been Skype again, because it sped up halfway through the song. Ah, it's oh, really funky when that happens. That's nice. Michael, you're first. It, but it'll come through in real time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, you can't hear me, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crystal clear, oh, okay. brother. So, um, this evening, 
and uh, this is actually a shout out to uh, Dr. Dave because uh, uh, for a long time there, actually, I was not able to drink Brickside beer. I don't know if it was something to have to do with stress and uh, things going on up here or whatever, but uh, I do credit MMPR16 for solving that problem because uh, <laughs> I had a glass, uh, half, actually a half glass of my favorite beer at Dr. Dave's house before we left for uh, Hamilton, and uh, it didn't sit well. But since Hamilton, everything's sitting well. So thank you, fellow podcasters. And this evening, the uh, especially since the delayed start of the show, I am two pints into a brew called Holy Moly. All right. <laughs> and it's uh, cold, brew, cold brewed coffee, uh, chocolate, and a very stout stout from the Brickside Brewery. Nice. nice. So you, what basically you have scientifically proven that MMPR roundtables have medicinal properties. <laughs> As the show medic, you have my thumbs up of approval. <laughs> Not necessarily the thumbs up of approval of your drink combination when you come up to the, uh, the subject, but, <laughs> but you're not next. There he is. <laughs> All right. Well, mine is uh, Bacardi and Zero in the JD Cup. And you would think the Zero stands for Coke Zero. Um, it does, but it's also <laughs> the amount of Coke Zero that seems to be in this mix. <laughs> because I'm yeah, feeling no pain after our pre-show was 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, carrying on with the feeling no pain theme, um, for those who already know, yeah, I blew my back out from last week's show, and uh, it fucking sucks but okay but you know if you mix christian brothers brandy and wash down a tramadol with it wow do you really not give a shit about how bad your back hurts <laughs> now, i am maybe approaching the famous radio qrm port episode here oh, oh could get close uh, I, you know i'll we're pretty i'll tell you what between that or the knee surgery percocet uh, episode. Uh, We're I getting don't close. Even have that. Yes. I don't have that. Oh, you're, lo- you're so what? lucky. What? You're so lucky. What? I Thank haven't you. transferred that over yet. I'm you can so put ha- it in post edit. I can. Oh. I can throw it in there. <laughs> but yeah, I'd have to say, um, yeah, it's it, uh, what a fabulous bit of chemistry that works out to be. <laughs> so that's Christian Brothers Brandy and Damn it all. Uh, tramadol. Oh, tramadol. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it all, tramadol. That's a new, all. That'd be a good retail name for a painkiller. Damn it all. <laughs> uh, damned with be, with being in pain, I really don't care at this point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... it's um, and, and for those at home or listening at work, I do not condone ever mixing your prescription meds from your doctor... And washing them down with brandy. That's just something I do because I'm stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't even have... Oh, no, I don't. I don't even have the more you know. <laughs> oh, damn it. You, know, you guys are going to make me fix this this week. All right. Sorry. I As your show medic, I do I recommend it. keeping Narcan handy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, let's get into days of our lives. 
Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Smoking a joint? I like to emphasize where he breathes in that. Oh, I thought you were lighting a spliff. Okay, I was playing around with the sound there. <laughs> Just for effects. I couldn't tell. Just for effects. Well, as we've been talking about, we already talked, we, we got ourselves somehow down into, uh, um, 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 bottom gear. <laughs> Which one of us is on prescription meds right now? <laughs> uh, and we've already said we're having a heat wave and a drought. Everything is crunchy outside. There is no grass. I haven't cut grass in a month um, because it's brown. The grass yep. is brown. The turkeys are fainting in the backyard. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually we're actually putting water out for the turkeys um, because it's been that dry. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's it's yeah. We just have not. Yeah, you know, we've had hey, New you Hampshire you basting them. Uh, what's that? Basting them. Sure you weren't basting them. <laughs> Come on, little fellows. Here, let me squirt we're, some water on you. <laughs> we're putting out bowls of gravy. <laughs> Why don't you get stuffed on this? <laughs> gravy with breadcrumbs. <laughs> Throw out breadcrumbs. Oh God, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just hot and crunchy, and 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 some of New Hampshire's gotten rain. We have these these storms roll through. They seem to be all going to the northern part of New Hampshire because they never hit us. And oh, the, all those microcell ones, yeah, yeah. The southwest corner is just dry as a bone right now, and people are getting concerned about their wells. And you can actually see that the ponds are down, the weather water level. Excuse me, you're down. Yeah. So I know Barty was saying you, you, you he's he's getting good water, but it's it's starting to get a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in upstate New York. So they're not getting it either. So, um, so hopefully now supposedly it's going to start raining tonight. There is a, a a sweep of storms coming up from the south. So and it's supposed to be off and on all day tomorrow, and we could really use it. So I'm hoping it does. You know. Oh. Big time, big time. It's it's yeah. It's it's not normal, you know, oh. to have this much heat this long here. Yeah. Um. I know my beautiful bride. Oh, and the same kind of weather feel mm-hmm. sent me uh an update from the uh, uh. Actually, you know what? Let me read it because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um. <laughs> Are I'm you sure, sure you can people. read it? I, I'm, I'm a little effed up. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, the ski resorts have put out info that they expect 100% of the average snowfall for the 2016-2017 Monadnock and Crotchet Mountain area due to La Nina. So winter is definitely going to come. So it's should they're they're predicting a uh, a traditional New England winter, oh. not over the top, but traditional. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, it, again, if you look, it all has everything to do with the jet stream, and it's kind of stuck, and we're in the high side and of it. And, and Al Gore. And Al Gore. <laughs> 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 so, 
when that jet stream moves back over, our worst winters are when the jet stream edge is right over top of us because that's where the storms always follow that track up. Right. So it, when when that happens, we just get storm after storm after storm after storm, and that's when we get the huge amounts of snow. If it's summertime, we that. get nothing but rain. But uh, right now, we're just on the the happy high side of yeah. of the uh, the freaking yeah. jet stream. Too, a little too freaking hot for this far yeah. north. So today, yeah, today um, was the annual ja- uh, Jaffrey Dam Fest. Shit! <laughs> oh, I mean the River Fest. I like to call it the Jaffrey Dam Fest. Um, because, yeah, no sh- huh? you know, the, yeah, we got a river, but the main big thing in the middle of Jaffrey is the dam. They've got a dam there. So why, yeah. do, why do they yeah. celebrate the river when you got a dam? And, celebrate the dam. We- it, it, honestly, calling it a river fest, I mean, the thing's only about 14 feet wide and about three and a half feet deep. I don't know. I call that a crick. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, except for the dam. The dam, it does pull up around the dam. So that's sure. why I that's say what it's called it. we call it the dam fest. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and it doesn't even take place anywhere near the river. So. But but yeah, it was yeah. it, it was a lot bigger this year. I, it, it has grown slightly, so there was a lot more uh, easy pop ups with uh, you know vendors and things underneath them. So well, I know when I rounded the corner off of two o two, saw the yellow banners and I saw a whole bunch of people line dancing on Main Street. I'm like, I don't think we're going this way. Oh, they were were they doing line dancing at that time, or were they, they doing, were they were doing um. They had a thing, uh, what do you call it, with the pole? Uh, what do they call it? No. Uh, uh, a javelin? I don't no. know. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to dance under the pole and they limbo. keep lowering it. Limbo. Oh, the, limbo. The limbo. Yeah, yeah. Limbo, limbo. Yes. Yeah, they had a limbo yeah, contest. I, I, but but they might have been line dancing also. The limbo is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Joel. Oh, <laughs> good thing the EMT crew's right here. <laughs> Okay, who's the fat bald guy crying in the backwards position? <laughs> actually, actually, it was the Jaffrey Fire Department that was running running the limbo dance <laughs> and EMT group. <laughs> Honestly, no. Wait I, a minute. I, Nobody uh, told me I couldn't use a creeper. Okay, <laughs> I didn't see that in the bylaw, so I'm mm-hmm. using a creeper to go under that pole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I, I rounded the corner on 202, uh, heading up to Dr. Kenny's shop, and sure as shit, yeah. I'm like, well, there's something you don't see every day, line dancing on Main Street, and uh, waiting for the light to turn color, so, uh, well, like, a, like an off fuchsia. But, um, <laughs> I was about to say, any particular color? <laughs> <laughs> Royal green. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was... British was- race for me but yeah no yeah it was pretty looked pretty cool did you go to it today yeah yeah we walked around we, we walked around we actually spent longer than, you know, in the past years we walk we'd go down there and we'd spend 15 20 minutes and go home <laughs> this time we were down there for probably a good hour hour and a half um there was a a, a farmer a, a farmer farm in fitzwilliam and they had alpacas, so they had some alpacas there, and they also had some steer there, and a very tame, and a couple of uh, donkeys, and uh, little animals. They had some chickens and ducks, and and 
you know, kids were going over to the ducks because the ducks were making a ruckus and said, Mommy, Daddy, look, look at the ducks playing there. I said, yeah, they're not playing. <laughs> they're fertilizing eggs here, son. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, it, so we were hanging around there a little bit, and then there was a guy that was running around with a cockatoo. Um and uh, very tame, very mild cockatoo, and you, you could go up and pet him and everything. And then he was about—he's about twenty-year-old about cockatoo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was—and I said this bird is like having a freaking cat. You know, you could go up and pet him and stuff. <laughs> Except for the cat won't shit on your shoulder. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, he guy just out there with it on his—he just had it on his hand, and you know, no worries oh. about him running away or anything like that. And, you know, so it was it was good. I, I actually enjoyed it. So that's you know, I remember a couple of years back, uh, Debbie and I went up there, and yeah, because the firefighters put on a, a barbecue. They were doing a uh, quarter or half chicken. Yeah, and, they did that yeah, again all, this year you, too. You, we all went. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, Anne Marie, myself, and Debbie all met yeah, up there. Yeah, and that was a. I mean, it was a really fun time. Yeah. I, I wished I'd had known it was going on because maybe we could have gone up for a visitor. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly in. Uh, you know, a uh, 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 walking mode, a hundred percent. But yeah, it would but have it's been in a pretty small area. Visit. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, and uh, so, yeah, so so it was good. I mean, it's a nice little thing. I don't want it to get too much bigger because then you'll get a whole bunch of outsiders coming, and then that'll spoil it. You know, that'll wreck it. Yeah, that'll I like wreck. it. I like the fact that it's small and it's you know pretty much a town event. Yeah, it makes yep. it that much nicer. So. Um, and it was there, and then uh, Amory and I took a ride up, and we actually we were heading up toward your way, but we ended up in Hancock, and we we grabbed lunch at Fiddleheads, which is a little cafe that's. Oh there. yeah, yeah, nice place. Yeah, it's so, a cute little cafe. Yeah, and they have good sandwiches there. So we did that, and then we yep. just took our ride back home via 137 through the woods, you know. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how so, I go to your house, by the yeah, way. Yeah. It's, it's, I always shoot sense. up 137. It's pretty. It's a pretty ride. Yeah, it is. It's a nice ride. So that's that's what we did, and uh, and then came home and both of us were doing podcasts tonight. So I was doing show prep and she was getting ready to do show prep and, and she uh-huh. and Lou did their podcast at six o'clock. I said just be off, be off by eight. That's. <laughs> You shall not pass. Well, this is a political podcast. You know, political QRM. Yeah, they weren't off by eight either. Uh, they were done the show, but they were just sitting there talking wait, on Skype. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They yeah. weren't off by eight, but you gave me a ration of shit for not being <laughs> here at eight. I was now. here at eight. No, I was here at eight. They do it by themselves now. I taught Anne-Marie how to record it, and we've got her... Um, mini Mac, uh, Mac Mini, Mini Mac, uh, Mac Mini in the kitchen set up, and I got her a uh, microphone um, headset. So she just uh, she sits down in the kitchen now because they, especially since it's a political show, they like to do. They're doing about two or three a week now on wow. on that. So they record them, and then their shows are so easy. I produce them afterwards, right. uh, but I mean, it literally takes me ten minutes to put their podcast out. Yeah. Let's circle back to you giving me shit for being late. Well, I was here at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I was up here at 7.30. Uh-huh. And, and Michael was here. I called at exactly 8 o'clock, and Michael answered. And we looked on. Uh-huh. Who's online? Michael. Uh, I. Where's I Joel? Was... <laughs> Joel. 
who was sitting I missed... on an office chair mm-hmm. helping his daughter out. That's what mm-hmm. he was doing. Okay. Family first, Michael said. Fam- Is that Watson first. in the background there? That was Watson losing his shit in the background. <laughs> 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 because my son just came home from fishing, and he was out with Dr. Ah. Kenny fishing in the boat. Ah, there you go. Nice. So, yep. Yep. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. no, no, no. I was all done. Besides, I'm I'm like high as a kite, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, Michael, (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I tried to be cryptic here. Um, It was to me. All this time, for years, (laughs) I've been talking about living in... uh, the TARDIS, you know, because it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our cabin in the woods is about 900 square feet, which is big deal when there's, you know, four of us, three cats, a yellow lab, and a goldfish, at least when we started out. Mm-hmm. And when you've got 900 square feet, uh, the goldfish counts. Yes. <laughs> well, in the uh, horizon of recent events and um, working with the local bank, mm-hmm. uh they actually had some trouble finding an appraiser that didn't know me. One thing about <laughs> being a medic in a community like this, everybody knows you. Uh-huh. So they had to search far and wide to find an appraiser that they wanted to, to do the house that was, you know, totally unaware of the situation, totally impartial. Right. Really nice lady showed up. And you know what? My what? house is not 900 square feet. It's 775 square feet. <laughs> and my wife is oh. going, see? See, it's smaller than you said. I told you. <laughs> oh, Michael, Be Michael, careful Michael. there, Joel. She's listening. I know, I know. But no, but she's, she's probably saying, I, said, well, I told feels, you it so. Must bigger, it must be bigger on the inside because it feels. She's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> now, you know, that that addition that uh, you guys were planning to put on? It uh, will eventually. happen someday. Yeah. Well, can't yeah. rush the work. <laughs> yeah, the new construction is going to be in the garage first. Yeah. And that was actually part of the deal. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, we've started to clean out the garage, and the general contractor that I know real well in town uh, is coming over in the next couple of days to take a look, just so I can give a ballpark figure back to the bank as we refinance everything. Mm. But uh, moving, uh, uh, okay. Uh, just actually, just getting a patient update status in one of my calls this week. This oh. um, came through. Anyhow, um, moving things upstairs, there's 900 square feet, as you guys know, up in the, the second story of the garage. So your upstairs will, is bigger than your house. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yes, considerably it is. bigger. This, the second story of my garage is bigger than my house. But uh, the big thing is, is that Chris will be able to move her office into half of that. My mm-hmm. office is moving upstairs. Beautiful. This office downstairs where we recorded late night QRM is going to become Mark's computer room, drum set room, and uh, there'll be a bed in case he wants to hang out here, and he probably will, mm-hmm. which will free up a whole lot of room in the house. Yeah. <laughs> because Chris's office is moving out of the house, and Mark will be, for all practical purposes, moving out of the house. Yeah. Part yeah. of the time, anyhow. Yeah. So yeah. all of this is moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. That's what all that cryptic numbering was about. Okay. Uh, it totally makes sense now. <laughs> the, up, the upstairs yeah, of the well, man cave is massive. I remember going up there and I went, holy shit, this is big. Yeah. <laughs> the building with both floors is 1,800 square feet. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself. So it's almost, almost three times the size of my house. 
<laughs> and I thought, it how come we're not putting in the bathroom here? <laughs> you put a bathroom this, in here. This is the, the house. Had a system, yeah, if the garage had a septic system, we would have lived here the first year. It would just flat out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> because because a, a water source sure to hell ain't going to be a problem. Um, fresh water's pretty no, damn close. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you could throw a rock from the driveway and hit fresh water. <laughs> you could throw a rock at the ground and water bubbles up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, really nice, like candy, sweet, delicious fresh water. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Oh, jeez. Well, I guess I'm next on the list. Um, as you know, my my kitty. Who my sister gave us. It was a feral cat that was living in her backyard, Charlie. Um, and he's been with us for almost three years now, I think. Um, and he's, he, he adapted quite nicely to being an indoor kitty and he's domesticated fairly well. And then, um, Monday lap night. Of luxury. Huh? Living in the lap of luxury. Yeah. Well, Monday night, uh, a door was accidentally left open a little long and, uh, Charlie escaped. What? To the dun, outside. Dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I got concerned uh, because, um, you know, feral cats, the the feral part uh, doesn't really leave them totally. And uh, so he's outside, and so we're trying, he's hanging out by the house, and his eyes are all big and his tail's puffed, you know, but um, he's... We're, we're trying to coax him in because as soon as you walk up to him, he, he, he would let you get within two feet of him and then he'd move. Right. So, needless to say, um, yeah, we couldn't get him. And uh, Monday night he was outside. Now, we heard him meowing, so he was near the house. And mm-hmm. we let in the morning, we let Sammy out. And I get concerned at night because... Right. There are animals in the woods here that eat cats. Um, oh, all so, kinds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not liking that he's out at night, but we couldn't get near him, and we couldn't get him into the house. Um, but Anne-Marie puts the dog out, first outs, uh, and and there's Charlie comes out of nowhere, and he comes up, and he touches noses with Sammy, and they're sitting there sniffing each other and everything. But as soon as Anne-Marie starts walking over, boom, Charlie takes off again. So, you know, he was out all day Tuesday, and uh, but we'd see him every once in a while, but then he took off into the woods, and and then we didn't see him. I thought, oh, he's gone. Right. So I was getting upset, because, you know, he and I bonded. Uh, He's an awesome cat. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I kept going out and calling him and stuff, but, uh, you know, Tuesday night, we didn't see him at all. Well, Wednesday uh, came, and uh, um, Amory says, well, he's back. In the morning, he was there, so I was relieved that he was still around because I really thought he took mm-hmm. off. And I went outside, right. and I was sitting on the ground. He was getting close to me, and he was in the driveway, and he's rolling around on the driveway. And he almost mm-hmm. came over to me, but you know, he just wouldn't let you get within two feet of him. And then he'd run right. off, and and he's been enjoying himself outside, and ah. uh, and then something caught his attention in the woods, and he just boom went out into the woods again. And so I said, "Well, at least he's we know he's sticking around the house, you know." Right. So we put food 
his food in the garage with one door open, thinking, well, I told Anne Maria, if, if he comes into the garage to get the food, because he's got to be getting hungry now, um, yep. just hit the button, <laughs> and hopefully, yep. Yep. you know, we can get the garage door down and trap him into the garage, and then, all, you know, we'll get him that way. So she did, but he never came in, but now he's really starting to get hungry, and she's out there. Now, I came home, my, I threw my back out on Wednesday, so I left early, and Ooh. I came home early. And I'm home. I, I I came home, and she goes, "Oh, he's here. He's out there." And uh, and I look out in the backyard. He goes, "There he is. He's laying out like a a tiger out in the middle of the the backyard." And I look out, and he's laying down like a tiger, just in the middle of the yard, looking around. And there's six turkeys. The boys and everything else were all around him. And they're just mm-hmm. sitting there poking on the floor, ground, and he's just sitting there looking at them, you know, like <laughs> they all belong together. You know? <laughs> so I said, well, at least he's sticking around, you know. We, we Eventually, we'll get him inside because he's getting hungry. So right. I went out. We were going to barbecue because it was one of those hot days. So I went outside, oh, yeah. and uh, I was heating up the uh, the, the gas grill. And uh, I, I just sat down, and he's out there, and he's walking around, and then he he starts coming in. He comes in mm-hmm. kind of close to me, and there's a chair in front of my chair, and he he comes and and sits down underneath that chair, and I just sit there and have a conversation with him, and I say, you know, you look tired, Charlie, and you look hungry, and all you have to do is come in the house and get some food and climb up on the bed and sleep have a nice sleep you know and and i'm sitting there talking to him and he's sitting he's sitting he's laying there looking up at me and he's yawning because you know he's not sleeping all night long you know? right. <laughs> he's yawning and yawning and yawning and then i put my hand down i just did the you know kind of snapped the fingers together and he got up and he walked right underneath and i was petting him because he was walking right next to me so i was petting him going up and down his back and as i was doing that i reached around and grabbed him <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, so then we just sat outside and I was holding him in my arms and he settled down. at first he struggled a little bit but then I, I sat down he just settled down and I was petting him and then I got up and just took him inside and you know his food was there and he immediately went over his food and chowed out and and then he went upstairs into the guest room and promptly fell asleep for about nine hours <laughs> <laughs> in the safety of the house yes yeah so nothing that on him you know but you know and i'm 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 looking and i said you know he does enjoy being outside and if he would only come in at night i would let him out during the day so he could go out on your bandwagon what's that i want to jump in on your bandwagon yeah i literally it's the most uncanny thing but this past week i researched Life expectancy of cats, mm-hmm. ones that are all indoor versus ones that are indoor-outdoor. Oh, big, big difference. Huge difference. And in, an all-indoor cat, because we have three, as you guys know, the triumvirate. <laughs> um, <all> <laughs> the triumvirate of three black cats. Yeah. All <laughs> sisters, uh-huh. which can live between 12 and 15 years, uh, human years, versus cats that are indoor-outdoor, which is two to five. Yes, yes. They have a lot of diseases and a lot of enemies out there. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, in New Hampshire, especially with the Fisher cats. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and, it's and one coyotes. Of, coyotes, Fisher cats. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you seeing, Michael? Fox. The fox. Oh yeah, fox. Yeah, fox. Any, pretty. Yeah, and because it's been so dry. Yeah. Which means a lot of things haven't been growing. Which yeah. means there's a shortage of food. They're venture. Every animal is venturing out a lot more. Bobcats are all over the place around here. Yeah. I stepped in more bobcat poop than I can than I think I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And the, the part that makes you a little a little nervous again with you know your cats being out and mm-hmm. dogs and is my beautiful bride has the goats you know uh yeah. pancake and mango are always like called pan and mango mm-hmm. and when with this drought like you said this kind of all rolls back in your old your other topic bears bobcats they're venturing further and further closer towards yeah. more uh populated or civilized areas homesteads looking for food and water Mm-hmm. And when they start looking at your goats as, mm, that's a pretty good meal, you start getting like, I'm sure glad we got the trailer. Let's get them <laughs> locked up in the trailer and close yeah. the doors at night. Yeah, that's the best thing you guys ever did. Wow. Well, I was thinking yeah. about that with the cats, too, because at one point in time, I toyed with the idea, well, maybe the cats will like to play a little bit outside. And you're like, wow. Um, they go from living 15 years to two to five. I'm yeah. like, mm. Pookie, as much of a badass as she likes to think she is, yeah. that's my cat. Um, if you put her outside, I'm pretty sure she'll just die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, especially so, if they've never I'm, experienced the outside before. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're like, mm, no, you, you, you ladies are strictly indoor cats. Yeah. As small as this little cabin is, you're indoor cats. Yeah. And, and and Charlie again. Amory was like, "Oh, now he's going to be all feral again, and we're going to have to deal with uh, getting him used to being inside." But you know, I said, "Nah, I doubt it." I said, "Cause he had the run of the house, and he has his favorite spots, and you know, he yeah, he just he fell right back into being a house cat as soon as he was in. But you know, he spent a lot of his life outdoors, and so he's." used to the outdoors and it's lucky he survived as long as he did um and and so you know there's always that wonder because you could watch him he's wandering around out there and he was just having a blast running around climbing trees you know almost like a kid playing out there Mm -hmm. sees the turkeys goes running over to the turkeys not not to attack them or anything because well frankly he knows better i mean the, the boys are like four times his size and, uh, right. um, but he just like, he goes and sits out there with them and they're used to him because they've seen him in the house looking out, you know, and stuff. And they're just picking around him literally within inches of him. Right. <laughs> you know? He's just checking him out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, I just, and yeah, he's going to be inside and he's not going to like it. And I feel sorry sometimes about doing that, but it's, you know, it's, it's better up here for him to be an indoor right. cat. So. He'll just have a to get safer. Used yeah, but you know, last night, Thursday night, last night, he was his usual self. He jumps up, settles down on my lap. We do battle, and then right. then he settles down and he falls asleep. You know, and uh, so so he's he's back. But it was it was a little nerve wracking, and I was a little mm-hmm. a little upset. 
because he is my buddy. <laughs> right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Michael. Well, um, I'm going to transition here because you know when we moved up here, all three of our cats that came up with us were farm cats, and they were indoor-outdoor cats all the time. And we had four at one time, and one of them we think was taken by a, by a fox. Right. Which uh, uh. was a pretty traumatic thing for the boys. Right. Uh, right. Twinkle's uh, sister, just mm. before we moved up here, was taken by a fox. And at the time, the boys were in third and fifth grade. So oh, yeah. it was a tough thing to explain to them. Yeah. But the cats were used to being indoor-outdoor cats. And the first full night we're in the cabin up here. Um, you know, the cats are indoors. They're going stir-crazy. And Maggie pushes a screen out. Uh, Off she goes. Uh, oh. <laughs> Same thing. You know, Chris goes outside. Chases Maggie down, gets within you know two feet, and Maggie just takes off into the bush again. And this goes on for quite a while. And finally, Chris says, "Well, there's no way. You know, it's, right. it's night. We're dense woods here. What the heck?" So she comes back in the house. The next morning, Maggie's at the French door. Yeah. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> this is a rough neighborhood. Oh my oh, god! She comes in the house. It's like she talked to the other cats. The rest of them are like. Nope, it's okay. We'll stay inside from now on. This is this is okay. This is cool. Uh, <laughs> this works for us. And this works for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're down. We're down to one cat now after the, after the winter. And mm. Blackie is sixteen. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, she's she's on medications. Yeah. She's she's uh, got uh, hyperthyroid, which apparently is common in older mm-hmm. cats. So we have mm-hmm. to give her meds for that. And we are researching the. Uh, the acquisition of a couple of uh, how did uh, Deb put this uh, homicidal fur balls to add to the collection here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're being very careful because we don't want to bring we want to make sure any cat we bring into the house is properly vaccinated because right. Blackie's 16 years old. We don't want to bring anything new in. Right, but. You know, so that's where that's at. When we when we add the uh, the new homicidal fur balls to the collection, I'll bring that up on the show. <laughs> but uh, the next subject I was bringing up actually is uh, I, I, this actually could be bottom gear, but bottom gear is actually full enough that I thought I'd bring, move it up here, and that is my Jeep. Ooh, my Jeep. Oh. My oh. Jeep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my heart's going to pitter patter. Where the hell is it? Oh, the rum is running. I'm, I'm parking this uh, in front of the, the garage most of the time, the garage office most of the time now. And uh, last week, beginning of the week, I you know I come back out and the Jeep is no longer parked in front of the garage. It's in the front lawn about 150 feet in front of the garage. Say again? Like, what? what? It, it's in the lawn. How did it get it's there? It's not in front of the garage. And I... You know, I get up to the Jeep and I'm like, I mean, the windows were down. I'm like, what the hell? Somebody messing with my Jeep? And I look at it and it's in first gear and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it didn't occur to me what really was going on. I launched the uh, Lumacraft, uh, my 56 Lumacraft yeah. into Lake Fanny Hall. The Upper Yacht. Well, no, that's the Uper Yacht is the uh, the pontoon electric boat. Oh, okay. That's the other. Okay. Sorry. 
Okay. Um, but uh, yes, Warcraft. We, we uh, this is HMS Uber. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we pull it over to the uh, the boat launch, and I get out, and it's in gear, and I notice the jeep is rolling into the water. <laughs> My God! And like, I push my foot down on the brake hard because the engine's not running. Mm. The power brakes are not assisting. And then I throw it in low range, put it in first gear, and now it holds. And I thought, I don't have enough compression to hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually rolling in gear. <laughs> it's rolling in first gear. Oh, my God. <laughs> got to put her in granny so, gear just to keep her from moving. I, I put it in four range or four low range to keep it from rolling into the lake. And that's what and he's got to drive it, was, it downtown in. You know, he's doing four uh, miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> at, well, the at tricky thing was, was I, got, <laughs> you know, I loaded the boat, and I told Chris, I said, um, you're going to have to make the transition from start to break really fast when you push that clutch in. <laughs> <laughs> and the first couple times she tried, it rolled back in even more. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. But uh, she got it out of the water. And uh, once you get up at level ground, she put it in low range or high range again. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to have to revisit this when launching the um, the SS Uper. That's coming up uh, another subject here, so we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But yes, the uh, brother, I got the G- that, with the variable cylinder. Uh, I, I suppose I should have realized that when all the cylinders aren't firing all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't have much compression left in any of them. I, 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 I found more I Jeep engines, too, here in New Hampshire. And I'm like, I wish. I how the hell much there. was it going to take to ship a friggin' engine to him? <laughs> I will drive up. I, I shit you not. I will drive up, and we will fucking swap the engine out. No, I actually drove this thing. I'm sorry, Jeep. I don't, don't mean it that way. I drove the 2001 <laughs> to... Um, Medic shift uh, a week ago Wednesday because it was like 97 degrees out. Mm. And the Jeep does have good working air conditioning. So uh, I thought, well, really? If you don't, if you turn the air conditioning on, your Jeep doesn't start going backwards. <laughs> it does slow down. Downshift. <laughs> 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 We gotta but grab another cool. gear for the AC. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the neon. Well, I, I had that in bottom uh, in bottom gear. I think we're gonna rename bottom gear to Uper gear. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> when we get there, I actually I have a story for on that exact same note. What I told my daughter today: never, ever, ever run the AC while driving in the rain. Going uphill with the lights and the wipers on, you'll never make it. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to give, so shut the AC off and throw her in low two to make it to the top of the hill. Then you can turn everything on once you press the top. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, Warshawski and company, J.C. Whitney, if you remember those catalogs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Used to make a bat handle lit switch for shutting the compressor down on the air conditioner when you were. It, it actually it would tie into the uh, the passing gear for the automatic transmission, but it yep. had an override. So when you needed the extra couple of horsepower, <laughs> you kill it. Turbo. Turbo. 
Yep, you kill the AC compressor, it stops spinning the clutch, and you actually get like eight horsepower. Yep. And you can feel <laughs> it. You can actually feel it. I'll be, I did that to a 72 Chevy Monte Carlo I used to have. In the wintertime, because the compressor is designed to turn on every time you put a car, the Monte Carlo, into defrost. And even modern-day mm-hmm. cars, to keep the compressor from freezing up over the course of the winter. I used to unplug it huh. in the middle of wintertime so I could turn <coughs> the defroster without the power loss mm. of spinning the damn right. clutch. Which, When the clutches go bad, trust me, that engine lags. Mm. Uh, the only problem is, pardon me, sorry, Dave. Um, the, <laughs> I remember listening to FPR. Um, but the, the problem I run into is that uh, when you unplug it for the whole winter, Good luck trying to get that clutch to engage come summertime again. <laughs> it's thoroughly rusted in the one solid chunk of metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wow. I dive. Plus, That's I'm out of brand. We, we seem to be almost a, a show of bottom gear tonight with stu- other stuff mi- mixed in. So, But that's okay. That's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm you know, next we, on the list. Yeah. And uh, this could have this I, I threw it in days of our lives. It could have possibly gone down into geek corner, but uh, I, I will tell you that um, not long ago uh, the NFL channel uh, disappeared from Dish because they're negotiating the uh, I guess they're whatever, and uh, so. Um, I've got to say that uh, it is now almost August. Preseason is about to begin, and Anne Marie is starting to panic. <laughs> I could understand that. Half half the preseason games are on the NFL channel, so she she goes. You need to write dish. Get in touch with dish. I said, look, you're the big preseason fan. You can contact Dish and tell them you're displeased. But we're getting very close to cutting the cord or cutting the satellite too. And uh you know, one of the few one of the few reasons why we still have Dish or any of the s- satellite services is was the NFL channel. And there are more and more packages coming online now, streaming packages that are offering things. Now unfortunately NFL channel is still isn't on one of those streaming channels yet but uh they keep changing almost monthly now and i'm very close to cutting the cord matter of fact if i get my antenna that i'm staring at here inside that i got from scott um up on the roof pointing toward boston uh we could probably uh just do over the air and go with streaming services because tell you the truth if i'm not watching something on the normal channels just just the usual local channels i'm usually on netflix or amazon or the magic antenna aka plex uh watching something there so it's getting yeah, over the air is not an option for me at all yeah, yeah. but uh the only reason the only reason we've got direct tv because i don't watch it is the sports packages that chris watches and it's mm-hmm. pricey i mean we're probably Pushing close to a hundred dollars a month to have the sports packages that uh, Mrs. Virtual Uber watches, and I don't want to take that away from her. So yeah. it's, if, if we find another alternative, great. But 
Everything else I'm watching streaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, almost everything I watch is streaming now. And, you know, the nice thing about the Magic Antenna is uh, uh, sometimes there are shows out there that I really enjoy, and I pay a service to get them, but I prefer to watch them without the commercials. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and, and they're, they're much better shows when there's no commercials. Uh, so... I don't know. We're, we'll see where we're going to go with this. Um, again, um, the other thing, too, is we've cut stuff out of what we used to get from Dish, and I got it down under $100 Okay, a month. Well, that's creeped up to $106 now. Uh, and so, so it's back up over $100, and I'm getting less. And, you know, if the negotiated, as I told Anne-Marie, I said, well, I don't blame Dish because they're, they're negotiating with them. They're also negotiating with the local NBC affiliate because right now we may lose them for a while. Hey, isn't it just so happened that the Olympics are starting soon? And, um, uh, so they're negotiating with them. And we may lose the channel. And I said, well, you can scream all you want that you want that channel back. But I can guarantee you, if they negotiate and they get that channel back, you watch. Our, the price of our satellite service is going to go up. Because the freaking channels are asking for more money. You know? So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I like streaming a hell of a lot more. and it, And it's to a point now where... There is virtually no difference between streaming and getting it. Well, hell, the satellite service is a streaming service. It comes down digital and it gets converted and it's streaming. You know, that that dish box is nothing but a glorified PC. So, right. anyway, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yes, she's Except quite it's upset. UDP. Yes, it's UDP. Yeah, it's yeah. the equivalent of UDP. Yeah, yeah. I think some <laughs> we're of the sending streaming- it to, to you. We don't care if you get it. Well, isn't isn't Netflix and UDP also, or or is or is that TCP? I don't know. I think some it's of those probably UDP. It's it, probably UDP. Okay, modified I, anyhow. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of people are using UDP, UDP because uh, yeah, okay, every everybody can get a glitch or something, but and TCP is just so much more expensive on the network. So it's, oh know, yeah, fire and forget so much easier, more less expensive. Yep. So. Anyway, so that's that's my story with that. So you're you're up with the with the next one. All with right. the SSU per Yeah. Not you, Joel. <laughs> Alright, shut the hell up, Joel, you stupid ass. <laughs> my kids Wait, are you just can making go, Joel, if you want. No, no, no. The kids are just making fun of me because my pants are falling down. And I ran out to go fill up my uh, brandy cup, and uh, mm-hmm. con- I forgot what I was doing when I was looking for my cigarettes. Uh, you're looking for your cigarettes? I thought you were vaping. Yeah, well, him too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, last weekend I got uh, got the Lumacraft in the water, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been out there cruising around on that, having a good time. And uh, this weekend, I finally, I don't think this even sailed at all last year. I got the SS Uper, which is the, uh, it's a pontoon boat, but it's a small pontoon boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's about 16, I 18 feet, something like that. pontoon boats. They're, it's, they're it's, the ultimate it's, it's, party, cr- 
party party boat. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't the type of party craft you're thinking of. Yeah. I, I think you've seen it. Yeah. But you know, think of an easy, easy chair, lawn chair that can hold six to eight people comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's That's big, a big chair. Wide. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> on, it's basically a floating. Tunes. A lot of them are floating patios, you know. <laughs> well, well, normally a pontoon boat is, yeah, but this one is yeah. not. This one's basically a a big easy chair, mm-hmm. you know, patio chair, on pontoons with an electric motor, and you you've seen how this lake is configured, mm-hmm. and you know the way it lays between the ridge and everything else. And by the time it gets to my house, there's like two miles of wind that can whip up waves. And I mentioned this is an electric boat. It's a nice boat, mm-hmm. but it really has to work hard up here to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So on the west end of the lake, I've got a good friend who said, you know, just, you know, put up a good, pretty good sized dock here. And, and cause I had mentioned if she wanted it, I was just going to give it to her. And she goes, no, no, you keep the boat, but you're welcome to dock it here. And that way, you know, my kids and grandkids can use it, and then you can come use it anytime you want on the quiet side of the lake. And I'm like, well, that'll work. Hmm. So uh, I winched it up onto the trailer today, brought it up in front of the, the garage, and cleaned it up really good and checked all the control lines and all the electronics in it. And it's out there charging right now, but uh, I plan on launching it tomorrow. Nice. And uh, then I'll have the Uper fleet in the water, both Ooh. the silent electric. I mean, you could sneak up on this, you know, on anybody with this thing, and they never hear you coming. <laughs> it's oh. perfectly <laughs> got an electric lift and and drop on the motor, and it's got a good size. It takes two twenty seven series batteries. It's got pretty hefty uh, wow. electrical on board. Yeah. It, it'll do the it'll uh, circle the lake twice on Fanny Ho, and Fanny Ho is two and a half miles long. Wow, mm-hmm. nice. Without any issues at all, it'll, it'll do two loops with uh, charge, and still have plenty left over for maneuvering. So, yeah, getting out there and getting stuff done, having fun, you know. Now that the black fly season is over, you've been having right. a lot of you've been having a lot of, uh, you know, um, fires out, outside. Yes, fires campfire. yes, campfires. Yes, yeah, Since we don't have this drought that you've got, yeah. uh, um, the biggest issue we've got to wait is for it to stop raining in between fires. But there's always there's been you know now that we've got this nice fire pit that we put in after being up here for eight years. Almost three acres of woods. Wherever could we have a fire? Duh. Uh, Chris and I have been enjoying it thoroughly. Nice. And, uh, I expect the boys will eventually too. Oh, actually, I originally put this fire pit in for Mark, but Chris and I are now now, now that uh, it's there, we've taken over. Yeah. Mom and Dad are going out and drinking wine and roasted marshmallows. Nice. And nice. enjoying the hell out of it. Oh, plus we've got. Charge line and Wi-Fi available, so we're listening to good music and there you go, chilling under the stars. Nice, can't go wrong there. Wow. Heck no. Yep. Let me ask you a question: Is this boat able to be retrofitted with a uh, gas engine by any chance? I'm just curious. I don't know. Oh, I could, but no. Nah, I mean, it, it's it's better just to leave this one where it is. And, All right. And my friend actually does have a full scale patio. Hmm. pontoon boat party boat yeah. so she's got the best of both worlds now yeah. oh yeah absolutely those, those wow are, we my, when i went down to visit my cousins we we rented one of those uh and went out on a couple of the lakes there and that was just like it's great because it's just like surrounded with couches and then they have like a 
almost like a coffee table like thing in the middle where you can put your drinks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, kinda... One of the things they do is they actually put, they, they put a grill on them. Yeah. 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 yeah you can do on, that too. On the lake. Yeah. But it's yeah. really, it's like you're sitting out on the patio except for you're just slowly cruising around a, a lake, you know? <laughs> yep. I had, a, I had a buddy of mine who had one of those that had 150 uh, horsepower Evernrude on the back of it. Mm-hmm. He could actually pull water skiers. Wow, on a pontoon boat? <laughs> on a pontoon boat. <laughs> I've seen those, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, man, this is like really over the top, isn't it? And he's like, ah, well, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I'm like, yeah, well, it, I, 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 it sold me from the idea of a speedboat or a cigarette boat to a pontoon boat. Absolutely. Because you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, seen some in Wisconsin with dual outboards on them for that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you got to get to a party in a hurry. <laughs> yeah no kidding wow. wow oh that's something else well I, I i wish i had um as upbeat and as exciting a news but um basically for me for days of our lives well yeah i'm still broken uh the back's all messed up blah 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 um but what i have been doing is researching uh probably not in a, the smartest thing in the world but going on youtube and researching the fusing of L5 and S1. Because I thought, well, let's see what we're about to, you know, let's see what the next endeavor is going to bring. And uh, I can honestly say I was sitting in the car at one point in time uh, this past week. And uh, because I can believe it or not, the the position you sit in in the car is like the most comfortable. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, I, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll watch this on YouTube video, and I'm looking at this YouTube video. And uh, you ever watch a video, and your hands actually start getting weak, and you get a, like <laughs> a little wheezy when you're watching the surgical procedure? <laughs> well, that's what happened to me, and I'm like, I really probably shouldn't be watching this because it's yeah, really. I, uh, let me let me fill you in on something, Joel. You're asleep when that happens. I'm I'm completely aware when I'm asleep when it happens. But now that I know what's going to happen, yeah, uh, it's it still you're like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. an really kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the word I'm looking for is invasive, or mm-hmm. or it, it's it's not something that I'm. It, it makes me apprehensive to say the very least. So then yeah. you're like, okay, I need to hear success stories. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm researching, I'm looking at, at, at vlogs, and I'm going on blogs, and I'm like, I want to hear uh, success stories on this. And I there are quite a number of them out there. Mm-hmm. But And like anything else in the internet, you research and or read, you, you take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Every- yeah, you're on the internet, remember this. Yes. Exactly. And I'm looking at this going, well, of any and all the surgeries that I have had, I've always bounced back pretty damn quick, uh-huh. and uh, it, know, you know, quick. <laughs> and, and, and I'm a fast healer, and yada yada yada. And you start to, you know, I, I actually subscribed to a couple of different people uh, on YouTube their channels because I'm like, wow, it's really cool to see that there's other folks out there who've done this and are successful. And you know, you see. You kind of get a feel for what it's going to be like that you're getting ready to step into. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, I'm not one who particularly cares for surprises. 
So I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, I got to meet with the surgeon on Monday. And they were already saying, look, your bag is pretty effed up, buddy. And you got a herniated, you know, L5S1, and this is how you fix it. So I'm like, well, okay, well, let's 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 look at this honestly for what it is. And uh, after I had my MRI done, which I can honestly say, without a shadow of a doubt, for the most part, was one of the most uncomfortable and awkward times. Now they put me, sent me to an open. It's called an open MRI machine uh, to check check out the back and. Like, okay, open. So my <coughs> mind thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is, you know. It's like one of those donut open. ones? Yeah, well, it's a big, giant half moon. Oh. And when I went for that MRI, I thought, okay, well, this ought to be pretty interesting. And, they, you know, they say, okay, do me a favor and lay down on this table. I'm like, well, this is going to hurt, but all right. So I lay down flat on this, th- this table, and they... Pop a couple of like little pillows under your knees and uh-huh. so on and so forth. And they had to schedule us. Uh, uh, it's a special open MRI machine because of the weight limit uh, uh, for all of our seven listeners. But for some of our friends also up in uh, you know Canada that li- happen to listen to the show, they know from uh, MMPR uh-huh. uh, 15, I'm a pretty big friggin' boy. Uh-huh. And uh, so they needed to get one that had a max weight limit of 450. And I'm like, well, I ain't anywhere near 450, but they put me on in this open MRI machine. Uh-huh. So I lay down on this table, and they're like, okay, we're going to wheel you in, and here's this button. So when you're really at the point where you really just can't take this anymore, you want to get out, just press this button. I thought, ah, this will be a piece of cake. They roll this table into this MRI machine, and for those who don't know, I mean, being a big boy, so to speak, uh, six five. I got a sixty four inch chest cavity, and uh, they start wheeling this table in. And uh, well, let's just say that when you feel the ceiling of the MRI machine dragging against the top of your chest, <laughs> and they put all the way in this thing because they're doing your middle and lower back. And even though it's quote-unquote open, thank God for them stupid little air jets they have on the sides that blow fresh air on you. And uh, you're thinking to yourself, all right, I'm just going to close my eyes and put my mind someplace else. Well, this thing's going, and you're thinking, all right. Michael, there's the new ringtone. I'm sitting <laughs> sorry. I'm laying inside this damn MRI machine, yeah. and no word of a lie, I made the mistake on two occasions of opening my eyes, and the ceiling is less than a half an inch from the tip of my nose. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like, claustrophobic. I couldn't. I never I'm had like, to do that. But uh, and no. I'm sitting here thinking, boy, does this fucking suck. I'm in a goddamn coffin. <laughs> I am literally in a coffin. And you think, well, this is tight. I'm all right with this. You know, a lot of people say, oh, but, you know, they need Valium to go into these things. I'm like, I'm cool. My back is fucking killing me while I'm laying on this flat bed. Mm. 
But I'm like, they got to do what they got to do. Don't move. And the worst part is, is don't move for an hour. Oh, wow. So you, and they said this is going to be a long one because it, because of the extent of the injuries. So, you know, you don't realize it, but when they say don't move, the first thing you want to do is what? Move. Move. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it screws up the scan. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, I'm not going to move. And I'm laying there, and I opened up my eyes on one occasion, and there's ceiling. <laughs> right uh-huh. to ceiling. Right? And I'm like, oh, shit, close your eyes. Don't think about it. Put your mind someplace else. Back is screaming in pain. And I got the little button in my right hand. I'm like, no, I ain't pushing this. These, these poor folks are trying to do their job, and it's to help me overall. Yeah. So I can see what the hell is going on. And, like, the only thing I could honestly say, this is at Concord Orthopedic, and they were great folks. They were great, great folks. But the one thing I could honestly say if I was going to chime in was it would be pretty cool if they talked to you a little bit more when you're laying inside this tube and they say, okay, this one's going to take 10 minutes. This step's going to take five minutes. This step's going to take 10 minutes. Hmm. And that way you could kind of gauge it a little bit better. Yeah. Do you have headsets on? No, they didn't give you any headsets. Just give you earplugs to clog your ears so you don't hear the the knocking and the cranking and and all the the pinging of the MRI machine. Mm. And I'm sitting here thinking... It it, it is loud. Thank God for the fresh air. Honestly, it makes a huge difference. But here's the worst part, and and I'm convinced. This is just because I'm a little fucking screwed up. But the last 15 minutes that you're in this machine... What the hell comes to my mind? The same God-blessed stupid shit that comes to my mind when you're sitting in a roller coaster that's been in place for 40 years. What happens if there's a fire? (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to think about that. (laughs) That's where my brain goes. I'm like, if there's a fire, even if there's a freaking fire drill, my back's so screwed up, I couldn't climb out of this thing if my life depended on it. I'm like, bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> climbing out of this thing and uh because they have to drop the table down then roll the table out yeah and i'm thinking well what if there's an actual fire and i thought how am i going to get the hell out of here i need to think about egress i'm like egress my ass i i hobbled into this room and there ain't no damn handles to grab a hold of to pull myself out you're at the and mercy I'm, of them <laughs> i'm at complete mercy of the operators Michael, I'm sure you can appreciate this as a medical professional, but I sat in this room and I thought, how the hell did I know they just didn't go on coffee break and I'm stuck in this fucking machine for 15 minutes? Because it's running its cycle. It's in an auto cycle. I work on automated robots all day long. (laughs) And they run a cycle. Mm -hmm. And if somebody gets up and says, hey, I got to take a leak, and you're laying in this machine going, if I friggin', you know, really decide I've had enough and I need to get the hell out of here, which I'm not going to do because it's going to screw up the test. It makes it harder for the surgeon to figure out what's going on. Um, and they decided they need to take a leak. I could be pressing this button. I could be doing Morse code on this button trying to put in fucking launch codes and they ain't going to get me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I've never, ever seen that happen. Uh, every <laughs> CT and MRI that I've been present for, there's been an operator there 100% of the time because they're actually reading the data. 
on the right. screen as as it does its job. But everyone I've been on, they talk to the people pretty well too. So right. this every lack of communication minutes, was an issue. Right. They're usually talking to you every five or ten minutes. And I've had MRIs before because I was in a car crash once. And, but I mean, so I'm laying in this thing and I am, you know, I'm knee deep. Well, more than that, I'm shin deep into this machine. Now, granted, it had open sides. So I'm sitting here trying to put my brain and it's, I, I, it sounds like it sounds like I'm being a big pussy. But honest to God, when you're in there and your chest is dragging the inside roof of this thing as it slides you in, you realize just how tight you're in this machine and they're like, oh, yeah. don't move your arms. Don't move your legs and don't move around. And you're like, so now I, not only am I tight in this machine, I can't move. So if I even start getting uncomfortable, don't move. And you know what I thought about? And this is the weirdest goddamn thing. I saw an episode with James May. Yes. From top gear. And he had gone in an SR 71 blackbird in this special episode where you wear a full, uh, astronaut's suit while you're in the cockpit when you go to the ridge of outer space. And he had said to the pilot, once he's in the suit and it's pressurized and they're on the very rim of outer space, um, what do you do if your nose starts to itch? I need to scratch the tip of my nose. He said, suck it up. Forget about it. Because you can't scratch it. Right. You're in the helmet. Yeah. So forget about it. It's all pressurized. And I'm laying in this machine, and that's the thing that popped in my mind. Suck it up. Don't think about you're in this tight tube. Sit still. Do what you're told. They'll get their test results, and then you'll be out shortly. But whatever you do, do not move. Don't think about how small it is. And the last 15, I'll be honest with you, the last 15 minutes are probably the longest 15 minutes of my blessed life. And eventually, you're never so happy until you hear, okay, we're going to wheel you out there. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you're going to get me out of the death tube. <laughs> because I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally 100% at the mercy of... Of somebody else controlling this machine. And that's a pretty, it's, uh, for me, I don't know for others, you know, I didn't ask for volume or whatever else to be put in here. I don't think it was necessary. But it's just, it's unsettling to say the very least. And you know you're not 100%. So you, it's not like you got your flexibility to pull yourself right. out or move. Right. And, um, but I had that MRI done. And then from there, it's like, okay, you go to see the, uh, um, Surgeon, I go to see you on Monday. I know this podcast will be out long after that. In which what? case, I pray. What? <laughs> In which case, I know what he's going to end up saying because his assistant already pretty much said the yeah. same thing as looking at surgery. Fusing uh, L5 and S1 together. That's four screws, one plate, couple of rods. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. This is six to eight weeks recovery time. Oh, yeah. So, And uh, so I've been researching. Like I said, I researched that a bit. I saw a lot of success stories on it and, and a, a few non-success stories on it. And you take it all with a grain of salt. So I'm like, all right, well, I know what's coming down the pike. You know, you play the cards you dealt. That's yep. what it is. And we're going to get ourselves better and get back into the game with yep. some restrictions. 
Yep. So, and you'll probably yeah. be using a walker for a little bit. They'll want you up and moving, but. Well, I've already decided, and you, all of them said the same thing. When you first to get up and get moving, you're going to use a walker. Yep, and then you move into a cane. Yep, and one of the coolest things I had heard, seen on one of these vlogs mm-hmm. is a lady had gotten one of those aprons from Home Depot that have the pockets in the front, oh. and she tied it to the front of her walker. Because yeah. if you're going to bring beds or uh, a cold beverage, a can of soda or whatever from yeah. the kitchen to your resting, yeah. It's you can't hold it and use this walker at the same time. Right, right. So you put it in the pocket. She says you can hold quite a lot of shit plus your cell phone. That's yada, a great yada, yada. idea. And then I thought, well, I need to trick this sucker out a little bit because <laughs> So I already talked to Kenny, and I'm like, so I want to paint my walker jet black with flames on it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hot rod it up. I want to rat rod my walker. And you're going to have to put lifts on it because you're so tall. Well, that and, you know, the tennis ball's on the bottom of it. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm, I already decided I'm rat rodding out my walker. This <laughs> is going to be flat black with the tennis balls. I'll take a picture for you guys. Just put it on the website. Inside gonna, pipes. You know, headers on it. I'm, I'm putting zoomies on it. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. my. You know, a little Home Depot apron on the front. Actually, I think I may trick her out and put a five-gallon bucket on here. That way I can hold a bottle of brandy in it while I'm using my walker. (laughs) Ice bucket. (laughs) Keep them cool. (laughs) We're going to take a negative, turn this into a positive, brother. (laughs) Thank God I got no steps in my house, really. Yeah, you are lucky about that. And you may want to consider, even after all this is done... And investing into a bed like I have. Well, you know what, sir? <laughs> Your words rang so true in my head two days ago. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the things I thought about is uh, two things, actually. Two things you had said rang true and repeated in my head. One, I need a recliner. Mm-hmm. And my beautiful bride said, we need, she said, have you found one? I'm like, yeah, I found one at Bob's and this and that. I'm like, yeah, I want to hold off the money and this and that. Well, as it happens, I got my workman's compensation check <laughs> today. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a recliner. Yeah, that way, I, as I'm recovering, I can be in the recliner well, rather than my, you know, my chair, which is a far cry from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The re- recliner, and you know what? You you probably end up sleeping in the recliner for a couple of days. My my sister, th- I'm still trying to convince my sister because she really, she lays down on a flat bed, uh, and she can only be there for a couple hours, and she yep. has rods in her back and everything. And I have a bad back too. Luckily, I don't have rods and stuff, but. I'm telling you, and you know, I, we've explained it here on the on the podcast, how I discovered that I need to get a bed like this is because after sleeping in, and I did this on purpose, sleeping in the Lazy Boy for three or four nights, I woke up pain-free by having my the back just slightly elevated up, you know, instead yep. of being in a flat position. And I actually thought about exactly what you had said on that yeah. and how you kind of sleep in a slightly inclined position. Yes. And, and I thought the, to myself... And the bottom of the bed slightly down so your legs curl over mm-hmm. it a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, to this day, since I've had that bed, and I know I've said it, I fall asleep on my back in that bed 
and I wake up in the exact same position because I don't move at all during yeah. the night. I I thought about it yeah. three nights ago. I was laying in my bed, and I'm like, my back's fucking killing me. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? And, and honestly, God, not, not it sounds a little fucking weird, you know, when you're thinking about you, one of your best friends in the entire world while you're laying in bed. So don't get on like, you know, for the seven listeners we got, shut the fuck up. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about my best friend. <laughs> what I'm saying is I thought about the words he had said, and I said to myself, I think I need to pull the trigger and you know for three, four grand and get myself one of these here beds that yeah. lift up and drop yeah. your feet down. Yeah. You that know, is the and the best then, damn then, thing we've ever done. Yeah. I, I'm I, to this day I, I don't regret spending the money on it. Yeah, and I said to myself I ain't never financed a bed before, but I'm getting ready to think, well, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, and they do have deals. I mean, uh, you know, granted, they have a deal. Granted, you end up with one of their credit cards, but it's basically, you know, no interest if you pay it off within, whatever, 18 months, 12 months. Usually, I think it's an 18-month deal. Uh, the only problem is you got to make sure you pay it off in that time. Otherwise, all the back interest <laughs> for those 18 months... Up gets thrown on so what you do if you're going to do it that way is you make sure you make payments so that you're done about two months ahead of the schedule if you do that then they can't screw with you with delaying payments and things like that uh, well, i thought about it I'm like man three four five grand for a friggin' bed i'm like hell my first five cars added up didn't equal five grand. yeah but you know <laughs> you may you're going to probably <laughs> change your mind if they put rods in your in your back yeah Exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought about. I'm like, you know what, man? Um, we're at a, we're at a game changing moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about quality of life. So you know, you you, you do the smart thing. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's one of the smart things. Get ourselves a brand new bed. Plus, we're due anyway. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, that's that's kind of how I looked at. It. I might get a Bobblepedic version. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, because they make it. What the important thing with your back is is get the the hospital style bed that you can adjust. Whether you yep. put a bobopedic on there, whether you have a numbers bed cushion on there, that that's totally up to what makes you comfortable. But the important thing is get that bed that adjusts. Not only that, but I thought about it too. I'm like, well, when I get the surgery done, you're usually eh, two three days in the hospital. Yeah. Afterwards. And I'm like, I got to bring my CPAP machine. I didn't even think oh, about yeah. that because I was watching these video logs and I thought, wow, you know, these folks are here. And I'm like, yeah, no, no I need my CPAP machine to actually sleep at night. Yeah, make sure they know yeah. you're bringing it in and, you know, they you, they don't have to. And you can use yours instead of one from the hospital or yeah. whatever. Because they have a sleep what? lab there. I took my first sleep test up in, up in uh, Concord. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on days of the lives here, as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things that I have 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 had happen was, you know, after a couple of days of feeling like shit, man, mm -hmm. eh, boo hoo, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, man, I need to shave. I I really, you know, you, you get cleaned up, you get a good shave going, and plus your CPAP maps fits better when yeah. you have a good shave. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm looking around, and I have been trying six different billion brands of razors so I can get a good shave. For those 
who are our friends up in and up north, they know, you know I'm bald. So I shave not just my face, but I have a beard, but I shave my head. And so I can smoke a razor pretty quick, kill it, you know, where you're not going to get a lot of shaves out of it. And uh, I was looking around in the bathroom and I'm like, shit, man, I, you know, I've tried store brands. The Gillette Sensor ones are ludicrously expensive. Yeah. I looked at that, uh, the Harry's and I looked at Dollar Shave Club. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, yeah, but I don't want to sign off for this thing to find out that they're about the same equivalent as far as you can get one or two shaves out of it. And then from there, the razor's crap. And I went digging around, and I found my old, believe it or not, single-bladed, double-edged razor. You know, the ones that open up like a yeah, butterfly yeah, yep, on the yep, top, yep. we crack them open? Yeah. And I thought, holy crap, I forgot I had this. And I had a whole plethora of brand-new blades sitting in the cartridges. You know how they wrap them in paper? Yep, 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 yep. I thought, all right, well, it had been about four days since I shaved my head. I can't stand hair on my head. I hate it. I hate it with a passion because it gets itchy. So I put a brand new blade in this thing, and I shaved my, my head, you know, and cleaned up the face here, the beard area, with my single-bladed, double-edged razor. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, how nice of a shave I got with that. I mean, this sucker, if you got a little pimple, and a little pimple or whatever mm. on your head, it'll open it up. There's <laughs> no doubt about that. And you have to shave differently because mm. you have to be in straight lines. Yeah. You don't go sideways. You go sideways, well, you open up your melon and yes, it's blue cloth. Yes. Yeah. I got to so, tell you, I'm a Harry's guy. I switched over to Harry's. I'm a Harry's guy. Yeah? Uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, as I get older... Of course, everything that comes in on the face now. Well, I've always had a light beard anyway, as far as, you know, not a full-fledged one. And right. um, and s- since I've hit my uh, current age, um, well, for the past several years, um, everything there has uh, turned a different color that happens to blend in well with the skin. So I'm pretty much... I can shave every other day now, <laughs> right. but uh, uh, I switched over to Harry's because, again, I was using the Gillette ones, and it was like yep. you know, it's like they say in the commercials: you go in to purchase these things, and they got to unlock the cabinet and go in and take the beeper thing off of the th- stuff because yep. they're so freaking expensive. Yeah, and, and then um, you spend twenty five dollars for yeah. a couple of razor blades, and you're thinking, yeah. well. If I get a month out of these things, cool, and then yeah. you don't. So, so Harry's is like half the price, if maybe even less than half the price, and you get about the same kind of shave. And this is not a commercial, people. I know Harry's is uh, heard on a lot of podcasts, uh, but this is not a commercial for them. Or at least we're not getting paid for it. But um, I will say that it's not so much that the blades don't last. But the holder for them is made out of a rubbery stuff, and it's good. But eventually, it's not so much the blades that go, but the rubbery thing gets a little too rubbery. And yeah. and uh, so then you throw it out and get a new blade. But you don't care because it still lasts a pretty damn long time. And, you know, I only paid – I paid less than half of what I do for yeah. for the what other it, ones. It's 15 yeah. bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and right. and so you got to and uh, and and the nice thing about it too is uh, I've got it set up. I think it's quarterly. It sends me 
new blades and, and, and resupplies. And you can get the shaving cream from them and you can get mm-hmm. the, the, I like the gel stuff like AFTA. They've got yep. s- some stuff like AFTA. And I just get it from them. It just shows up in the mail. They, they tell you it's coming out. You get a chance to go cancel it if you want, but, uh, mm-hmm. they just show up and I don't have to go out. And so far I like it. I, I, yeah. You know, that's, it's, it's, that's, it's it's nice. So if you if you decide sure. to go away from that and you're worried about that, it'll last longer. Uh, it'll last pretty good. It's still like I said, the holder. Now supposedly they just came out with a new holder, or mm-hmm. or you know the part that the, holds the blades, you know the head. Yeah. So and I haven't gotten any of those yet. So I was looking at those because uh, you know it, it, my beautiful bride did the same thing. Why don't you look at one of those Dollar Shave Club? Yeah. Or Harry's razors because you know, especially when you shave your head, yeah, and you want to shave yeah. it every day. Yeah, yeah. To keep a nice, clean, tight shave on the top of your melon. Yeah, it's one of those things. I get I rip through razors real yeah. fast because it's you know three times the amount of shaving that you would if you were just doing your face. Mm. And yeah. uh, lo, lo and behold, yeah, you know, I found my straight razor and I'm like, wow, this you know. <laughs> This soccer works freaking great. That's but great. Where do you get those razors? Do they still sell them in the grocery store and stuff? Yes, they do. Right in Market Basket. Yeah. So you can still get the straight razors, English, double-bladed yep. straight razors. Uh, exactly um, what you're talking so, yeah. about. Yep. And I, I never use shaving cream, ever. I always use soap. So okay. Soap in a shaving cup with a brush. With the, with the brush? Paint it on. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, you're doing a lot yep, of surface there, so that's that that gets you your best. I use the gel kind, but then again, mm-hmm. I only do my beard, and like yep. I said, every other day. Well, let's put it this way. I shave Mondays and Wednesdays. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I shave every day. Yeah, I always let it go on the weekend. If we got to go someplace fancy on the weekend, I'll right, shave, yeah. but otherwise it's Mondays and Wednesdays, and that's that's pretty much it. So Working Fridays. Straight razor. Yeah, if working nope. Fridays, half the people come in unshaved anyways. Because <laughs> it's, exactly. you know, it's casual, 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 Friday. casual Friday. Yeah, and besides, it's the look now these days too to have stubble in your face. So yeah, you no, stubble on the head though. And that's yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I like that Kojak, that Telly Savalas look. Yeah, smooth as a baby's ass on yeah. the top of my melon. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I rediscovered it. Cool. I'm like, wow, this worked really good. You just you got to take more time. Don't yeah. rush it, but don't rule it out, guys. Sometimes the old ways, well, they're one of the best ways. Mm-hmm. And the freaking razors are dirt cheap, and you can get a lot of shaves out of them. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's you know that was my big epiphany. Cool. For that. Le- yep. All right. Well, shall we get into the next one? Broken news. And now, live, well, kind of live, from the QRM Studios in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, this is Broken News. And welcome to Broken News. Broken News because it was breaking news, but by the time we get around to talking about it, it's already broken. So, mm-hmm. the of course, in the past two weeks, 
The conventions, the political party conventions have taken place. First the RNC, then the DNC, and of course, um, the media who's, who's not biased at all. Um, no, 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 not, not biased at all. Um, (laughs) more blatant now than ever. Um, uh, summed up all the speeches and everything that was going on. And every one of them, I saw, I saw somebody posted this thing with all the major media outlets, uh, and, Uh and newspapers and, and stuff. They, the next day after, after Mr. Trump's speech, uh, the next day, they all used one adjective. Dark. Now, how did they all come up with the term dark? Yeah. You know, on the same night. How does that happen? <clears throat> DMC talking points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so basically the way I look at the conventions is the first one, one is dark. The other is nothing but bright skies in unicorn farts. <laughs> and uh, and that's pretty much sums up the media coverage on those. Um, you know. And uh, But I just see the news especially. I look at the... I, I listen to No Agenda, which is Adam mm-hmm. Curry's and, and John C. Dvorak's podcast. And they they break down... They they deconstruct the news. They mostly look at how the media is covering things, and breaks it down and shows you tricks that they didn't know of from being professionals and what they're doing here and what they're doing there. And man, it is so blatant out there. It is so so blatant what the news services are doing. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. You know, so no, it's it's just absolutely incredible. Um, uh. And I don't know. So my, without getting into further details, like, you know, when Trump basically came out and made a sarcastic remark about the Russians, because there was a rumor that the Russians broke into uh, the DNC's um, uh, emails and stuff. And he says, and he, he, you know, he's a New Yorker. He was being sarcastic. He says, hey, Russia, if you're out there doing this, maybe you can find the other 33,000 emails that Hillary can't seem to find. And that has been turned around and saying that Trump is a treasonous person for for suggesting that another country help or, or help have another country come in and uh, and and illegally interfere with our elections i'm like how do you get that out of a sarcastic remark and they go with it but i give i give i give the dnc credit because with that email leak that came out they have they significantly uh were able to take the spotlight and move it over to who did the leak was it the russians and was it, you know, was Trump involved in getting the Russians to do this for this instead of people actually looking at what was the content of the emails that were leaked, which basically right. said, Bernie, they fucked you over. <laughs> and they did it from the very yep. beginning. And it pissed a lot of Bernie supporters off. But they successfully moved that spotlight with the help of the media 
uh, over to something else and not to what was actually being, you know, the, was the story that the DNC has blatantly uh, controlled this whole fiasco from day one. Yep. So, um, I just, that's very interesting. But um, I didn't really, Anne-Marie watched, because she does a political podcast, so she watched both conventions. I um, tuned in here and there because, you know, at 10 o'clock everything rolled over to the conventions. Uh, and uh, so briefly I'd watch for five or ten minutes uh, both the RNC and DNC. And, you know, when when I got done throwing up, uh, <laughs> I uh, I flipped over to the Magic Antenna or Netflix or something and watched something that was intelligent. Because, you know, these shows are nothing but shows. And, they, yeah. you know, you didn't see anything about the protests on either either convention that was going on outside. No coverage whatsoever about... And there were protests in both, both uh, uh, conventions. You never heard about it. You didn't see or hear about the Bernie supporters walking out and the place was half empty because... Um, well, the DNC was smart enough to go hire seat sitters and, yep. and brought them in. A day. Yeah, and brought them in to replace the Bernie supporters that left. You know, so, you know, it's a big show, people. Both sides. It's a big show. Big show. Very rigged. Very controlled. It's not worth your time to watch them. You know? And all those great political speeches, that's nice. It's all talk. It's no action. Oh. So, so, anyway, that was my, uh, that's, that's my thoughts about both conventions. Um, oh. and, uh, the other couple of the other things that made the news, uh, this one, uh, I found interesting because I actually read it like this and I said, wow, what political thing are they trying to pull here? But they said, um, are, you know, are the are are all the Olympic swimmers down there starting to mouth off about politics or poverty or the things going wrong in Brazil mm-hmm. for the Olympics? But the headline was the Olympics uh, committees in Brazil have told the swimmers to keep their mouths shut. <laughs> and what they meant about that is the water, you know, so, and some of the things are going to be done in open water out in the ocean. And um, they're going to be swimming in basically feces-filled water. And so, <laughs> to stay healthy, keep your mouths shut. <laughs> Don't wow. suck in the water. And I'm like, oh my god. I mean, this thing, they haven't said it yet. And of course, NBC's never going to say this because well, they got a lot of money riding on the Olympics. But uh-huh. this appears to be one major disaster going on right now, the Olympics. And, and it is it is too politicized now. Um, the OEC, is that what it's called? The Olympic something uh, committee? Uh, I forget what it is. OIC? Oh, anyway, they seem to be a, a, a bunch of corrupt people, former politicians, uh-huh. Um, Shocker! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the Olympics that we grew up with when we were kids. Yeah, it's it certainly has changed, and it's one big yawn fest. Um, and I was looking forward to watching the rugby because rugby's back in, and maybe I still try to tune that in if they show it, and then and 
or they're going to, you know, begin watching, you know, you watch the, the rugby game for the first five minutes and then they go and tell a nice story about one of the players who, how they, you know, in their lives were poor and they tried and they just kept at it and kept at it and, and they finally became a good rugby player and now they're in the Olympics and then you go back and it's like, oh, we're in the second half. <laughs> if they do that, I'm going to be very pissed off. So, um, but uh, so that's the Olympics thing. Uh, anybody heard anything else about the Olympics? Oh, anybody have anything about the conventions they want to talk about? I heard that uh, all the protesters from uh, the Bernie protesters, mm-hmm. they set the barriers back four miles. Really. And they were never shown on camera. Yes, never, never. And the protesters at the RNC weren't shown either, which I right. find surprising, considering uh, what was, the way the yeah. media leans. And then the other thing I found out, uh, or actually kind of just heard about, was that the uh, a lot of the Russian athletes will be watching, not participating, in the Olympics due to uh, blood doping. Yes. At, at first, it sounded like they were going to disqualify the, the entire Russian team. Yeah. Uh, but then they backpedaled on that a bit. So not not everybody. And I guess right. the latest thing, too, is Russia's going to have some kind of games in Russia for those that were, were are not allowed to participate in, in the Olympics. Right, right. So... Um, yeah, that's that's real interesting. I think the I think the Olympics are going the way of Miss America. They're, you know, the, remember the Miss America pageant? Everybody used to tune in and watch that back in the day, and uh, it's it's just gotten worse and worse. And now nobody pays attention to it. Yeah, who cares? And and I think the Olympics are getting to be the same way. It's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, Australia. What's that? Australia had declared the uh, Australia had yeah. declared the Olympic Village uninhabitable. Yes, I remember hearing really? that too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's Open a... wiring, toilets that didn't flush, little things like that. You know, I I, <laughs> I heard a, somebody say this, and I I I'm beginning to agree with them on this. That they said the Olympics should be held in Greece and always held in Greece. Since that's where it got started, that would help them out um, economically because they're hurting right yeah. now. And I'm beginning to think that's a great idea because you can set up facilities and leave them. And yes, you can, you know, update them and stuff. But, you know, unless you're a country like the United States or Australia or, you know, uh, China or Russia or Germany or, you know, uh, somebody, you know, wealthy states you cannot there is a very hard time trying to fund getting this stuff you know these villages the the whole olympic areas up and running and oh. and doing it in a decent amount of time oh hell even russia had problems last time uh trying to get their stuff up and and completed um usually if you look at the united states they go back to one of the older places and spoof it up or you know spiffy it up and 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 reuse it that's happened yeah. several times in in the US but uh um yeah these countries that want to do it it's they're finding out it costs them way more than what they they get in return for it 
And then what do you do with the facilities after the Olympics are over? Right. You know, especially if you're a small country. So, yeah, I think the Olympics have gone past their time. They need to rethink it. So, well, even a big country. I mean, when I was working in Moscow, the facility there is just rotting. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just what, sits. Do you, what do you do with it after it's done? Unless you, you know, like, you know, even, even, even in our country, some of them, they try to reuse them as much as they can, but that, that, that's a big place. And, uh, you know, there's not much you can do. And another right. news, hey, how about this? Radical Islamists um, uh, in uh, Normandy, France, um, cut, basically slit the throat of the priest in the middle of Mass uh, in yep. front of everybody. And also, they did, I, I, I think a couple of nuns also got killed or injured or something. So, yeah, there's no problem. And, and... Yeah. I gotta say, I listened to, I, I listened to New Hampshire after hours, and and I agree with Brett, who's over in Germany because he's seeing some of the stuff firsthand, and mm-hmm. they say you hear the argument, well, you know, you get four hundred thousand people, uh, immigrants coming in here, and they say that you know one percent or maybe even less, like point and a half a percent of these people are radical Islamics. Yes, but do the numbers, people. Half a percent of 400,000 is is like uh, uh, 2,000 people? Yep. <laughs> so, you know. And there you have it. There you go. 2,000 radical Islamists running around your country that weren't there before? I don't know what the answer is. But if you want to do numbers, there are some interesting some numbers. Math. Yeah. And... To date, I don't know, there's something like uh, a couple million that have poured into Europe since uh, things have started. And, and I'm sorry, you can't scan all of them the way you'd like to. But uh, I don't know. Don't know what the solution is, but uh, it makes me want to uh, conceal carry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can honestly say I think I know what the solution is, but it sure shit ain't popular. But <laughs> yeah. The comment I've got on this one, and it was in the news tonight, but um, uh, local mosques in the area all refuse to bury this guy. They're like, we will not taint Islam. Well, that's good. Having anything to do with this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the first real statement I've seen on this yeah. in a while. Yeah, and I'd and, like to start seeing more of that because they need the police their own. I mean, it's like, no, if you're going to do something like this, you you, you don't have Nirvana waiting for you or yeah. whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, well, and that's the thing: the good Muslims out there, and there are plenty of good Muslims out there, seem to be quiet on this. Not all of them, but most of them seem to be quiet. Whether it's because they're scared or whether it's because it's the whole Muslim faith thing, but basically your religion, lifestyle, whatever Muslim is, is getting a black eye from this, from these people, and you need to stand up and speak out. Snuff it out. Yes. Snuff it out. You know, join join the other, I won't even say the other religions, because join the other people who realize that these this particular small set of people are bad, and we need to get rid of them. 
one way or another. And maybe, you know, peer pressure amongst the good Muslims will maybe help lessen the radicalization of other Muslims. You know, as I keep seeing signs now <clears throat> out there, love trumps hate. So, uh, yeah, well, okay. You know, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I see that. I heard that about that one as well, but yeah. mine is a little shorter. Yeah. Love Trump. <laughs> That's <where> I <laughs> well, I, I, I saw the first one said love Trump's hate and they think they're smart. And so, so wait a minute, you love Trump's hate? <laughs> oh, just love Trump. All right. That's mine stops. <laughs> Uh, that's me. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't pull any strings. I don't have any qualms about it. And, and quite frankly, you know, it's the silent majority will rule. Yeah. You know, and, and it's one of those things where, quite frankly, you know, I, this is the way I think about it. Anyway, I mean, I might be a hundred percent wrong, but like you had said in the last podcast, anytime anybody asks me to do a poll, nope, not interested. Mm-hmm. Nope. But I know how I'm going to vote. And there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. No, I'm not doing your stupid poll because you're going to taint it anyway. I just know how I'm going to vote come November. And I know a lot of people out there. I've I've heard, I've talked to several people that shall remain nameless because they would not like to have their name out there. Who I know who they're voting for, and they they normally put they normally put signs out in front of their house. And they're saying this year they're not doing that. And nope. they say, why? They said, because I really don't want my house attacked. Mm-hmm. But so, you know what? Come November, there's going to be one hell of a surprise. We'll see. Hell- we'll see. I, I, I'm hoping. I never underestimate the media and their no, power. No. Yeah, and don't ever underestimate the enemy. Oh, well, they're just being blatant this year. <laughs> Really, I mean, they're just just how crooked they can be. Yeah, and they don't and care you know whether what? you know it or not. Exactly. So you know <laughs> what? The silent majority, I think, is really gonna hopefully triumphant. We'll see. Be we'll triumphant see. in this. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see I'm, I'm not ready to make that bet yet. Well, <laughs> I'm, I, I got fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Otherwise, I'll be singing the song. It's the end of the world as we know it. I'm. 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 I'm ready to say uh, that uh, um, if a certain person wins, um, they're not my president. And they say, well, yes, they are because they won. And they're your president as much as they are my president. And I'll say, I just consider the country being occupied right now. <laughs> really? I do. And I'm I living in an occupied the country. domestic terrorist against the Constitution <laughs> of the United States. Yeah. But that's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> my, my view on this, you know, Right out the bat, I don't like either candidate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my view on this is like, okay, so we have a system that can supposedly balance things out. One candidate, if they get in, I think the system will work, since there are three branches of government to counteract anything that's really way out there. Mm-hmm. Another candidate. Is so corrupt. I think they're capable of overcoming all three branches of government, mm-hmm. and kind of rightly already have. And proven you that. know, I I would go with Gary Johnson, except it's like, so don't get to throw your your vote away. Like, well, no, a vote is a vote. It's saying something. Unfortunately, 
I don't give him a snowball's chance in hell of winning. Mm-hmm. So then I have to go back to the initial scenario. I was like, okay, I don't like either one. Which one is going to be the most under control by the rest of hopefully the uh, the government as we know it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's going to be a decision in flux as things go on between right, now and November, right. but that's where I see it now. Yep. Yep. I I, I yep. agree with you. Um, I just, um, the way some people out there feel about one particular <clears throat> candidate and the press tends to agree with them, that's how I feel about the other candidate. And, mm-hmm. and only because of my experiences dealing with the government, uh, my experience being part of the government, and seeing how rules and regulations seem to be ignored, and that's okay. And I have a big problem with the current administration, who tends to pick and choose the laws they will enforce. Um, There's a way to get those, if you don't agree with a law, there's a way to get them changed use we're we're a a land of rules and laws um use the proper steps just say oh i don't agree with that so we're not spending money on enforcing that law that's just wrong why why have laws at all then why have rules if if the powers that be can pick and choose which ones they enforce Mm -hmm. so um, and, and I've said this before on here, um, we make too much of a big deal on the presidency. Our founding mm-hmm. fathers never thought that the presidency was going to be as big as we have turned it into. The press has turned it into, yes, you can have a bully pulpit, but basically your job is to execute the laws that are passed by Congress and approved if necessary by the supreme court or at least make sure that these new laws are constitutional yep pass constitutional mustard and then it's your job to execute act like the ceo and execute those laws as they were written and passed mm that's the way it's supposed to happen. A lot of countries that have presidents, they're not that powerful. It's, it, that you know, our, our founding fathers didn't want a king. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it, it, they wanted it divided in three, you know, three groups of equal power, yeah. so that that would not happen. And it is slowly changing. And we give way too much credit to our presidency. Mm-hmm. He should go back to being a CEO. But yeah, yeah, you guys know how conservative I am. Yeah. But out of the selection of group that we had, I would have gone with Bernie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, he means he means well. I mm-hmm. still have issues with his math, but you know, he's a he can be controlled. He and the system would have balanced out. Yes. He would have been a force for good, and anything beyond, you know, get into unicorn area, then yeah. the system balances out. And he's willing to and negotiate. by far, and he had, as far as I can tell, he had the biggest following. Mm-hmm. 
well, it was as, just never shown. As, it was never shown. As the emails clearly stated, but we ignored that because we manipulated it and moved the story to yep. who was getting the emails instead of what the oh, content Oh, there's some really are. dark stuff there Yeah, uh, as far as the emails and what happened on and the, uh, uh, the Democratic Party. Yeah. I've got a lot to say there, but I have a lot of vetting to do before I say something. Um, we had a there's oh, some sorry. very clear accusations that's been put out, but yeah. I need to research it myself before yeah. I comment on it. We um, I mean this whole thing, and this just comes from experience and watching a lot of a lot of presidential elections in in my <laughs> 58 years here, yeah, on the planet. And we had a bunch of guys, young young people at work, true Bernie supporters. I mean, they were going out there, making the phone calls, going door to door. And they're all very nice people. I love these kids. I call them kids. They're you know in their twenties. Some of them are in their thirties. Young young adults. Uh, some are new parents, and and I love them to death. They're great people. They mean well. One guy. He and I would have political discussions and very nice, easy to talk to, enjoyed the discussions. And I told him, I said, um, I said, I think it's really great what you're doing and you should keep doing it. Uh, but I, I got to tell you this from the very beginning. And I said, I may be proven wrong. I may be proven wrong. And you should try. But I said, I don't think uh, they're going to let Bernie be the candidate. Oh, what do you mean? Nope. We got the people behind. I said, nope. I said, the fix is in. Nope. And I said, I'm sorry, but that's just watching what's happened in the past. That's just me watching politics as usual throughout my entire life. And I said, the fix is in. You really don't see it. It's behind the lines. But you know what? Bernie and Donald both coming out, whether you like either one of them or not, and they pretty much pushed the parties so you could actually see how the parties control and manipulate things. And mm-hmm. and um, it really was blatant this year. It was so blatant this year. And um, I said, sometimes I think this, until, this entire electoral process is just breads and circuses. It, you know, it's, it's, it's already been picked. It's already been pre-planned. They do this just to keep the people feel like they've they're in charge and and mm-hmm. you know um, it's going to happen the way they want it to happen anyway um, and uh, that's just a way of control of of the little people as they call it and they do call us little people mm-hmm. you know so uh, so so I kind of watch this as I watch national football games now you know I like to watch them. I I like to see the outcomes. I kind of root for the home team. Why? I don't know. Because they're the home team, you know. Um, if, if you got to pick a team to to root for, I pick one. But I could just as easy pick another team to root for, and I have over my my lifetime. You know, when I lived down in D.C., I was a Washington Redskins fan. When I lived in Philadelphia, I was a uh, fly or Flyers, but the Eagles fan. I'm up in mm-hmm. New England. I'm a Patriots fan. Why? Because they're the games I get to watch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, um, and and now I'm 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 starting to look at politics like that. It's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, and 
I'm sorry, but Bernie's right. The the huge global corporations are going to pick and choose, and if the wrong person gets in, well, they're just going to manipulate things so those people fail. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 life goes on, and uh, we all are happy slaves to the corporate world. So, okay, I've depressed everybody now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> as uh, as I have to go in on Monday to Evil Corp. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a we got a letter email from them, Evil Corp, without naming them, talking about uh, it says changes to the um, the stock sharing or, or profit sharing. Okay, changes to the profit sharing, and then they went in about the second line in. They used the term to better align ourselves with the industrial standards. I said, uh, oh, they're taking something away. Oh, yeah. Because whenever they use that line, it means they're taking something away. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, what, you know what the changes were to the profit-sharing program was? It was uh, non-existent or less. Yeah, no, it's, it's gone. They took it away. <laughs> and there you That's have it. That's a hell of a change. <laughs> Just take it away. <laughs> now, granted, it, you didn't get much, but it was something. But uh, we don't have that anymore. Not I anymore. Guess I look at the alter- alternative to that and and say, well, you know, I could potentially see them where if they had a year where profits were in the negative, that they'd actually take money from us. Uh huh. You know, because it's profit sharing, and you know, they had zero or negative profits, then you get negative profits. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. I I just found that amusing in a sad way mm-hmm. go evil court uh, uh, evil corp and yeah i have been watching uh uh that's that's another show that started back up uh was uh mr robot <laughs> that's, uh, i like that show so okay that's it for broken news let's get into a geek corner And by the way, people, strap in, because this is going to be a marathon show, I think. <laughs> I think we're up on You're two hours. You're just figuring this out? <laughs> we're already up on two hours. <laughs> I'm about ready to sign up for pizza, man. Yeah. Stop <laughs> sitting on the uh, stove right now, and I'm thinking about going grabbing a plate. <laughs> oh, well, it is Geek Corner. I'm down. Uh, oh, but you got two stories. The house. <laughs> Michael's going to leave after this show and there's going to be six feet of snow on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, um, In my news, I I had a set of Bluetooth earbuds, which I use out. They're nice because, you know, I can put the, my, my iPhone into the JD's compartment. Uh, It's got a little compartment. I can sit it in there and I can put the, the Bluetooth earbuds on, strap them to my, you know, they got a little clip, you strap it to your collar, and uh, you can listen to that while you're 
driving and but the only problem I had with these Bluetooth and they were cheapy ones that they were <clears throat> lacking all frequencies and in these particular earbuds I could barely understand what people were saying. Uh, which I use them mostly to listen to podcasts, and almost all the podcasts I listen to are talking podcasts. So I was like, you know, I'd be listening to it, and I was like, this is what they sounded like, and you could barely understand what was being said. So I said, well, maybe I should get other ones, because I really like being wireless, and... Also, kind of thinking in the back of my mind, you know, the new iPhone coming out's not going to have a place to plug in a, a set of earbuds, so maybe I should try to get some better ones, because I'll probably be using Bluetooth more often with it. So I did. I went and got um, <clears throat> another set um, that, uh, and I forgot to put the name of them down here. Ah, crap. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have to put the in the show notes, but they got great reviews and they were on sale. So I ordered them on Amazon and I got them and I got to say they're better than the other ones. They'll do me fine. Um, if you're listening to music, yeah, they suck for music because there's no bass to them. They're all pretty tinny high, but they're perfect. If you're listening to, to, you know, talk podcast because you can hear and understand everything that's being said. So I'm happy with them, and my my uh, wife uh, said, uh, "Oh, are you not going to use those anymore? Because I sure could use them for when I'm out in the yard." And I said, "Yeah." I explained to her what I thought of them. She goes, "I said, but you can try them if you want." And she put them on. She goes, "They're fine for me." I said, "Okay, if you like them, they're yours. You know, <laughs> to use." Um, so she's using that, and she's quite happy with them. Of course, you know, like I said, I think some of my hearing's starting to go. So that could have been some of the problem with them. But she's happy. I'm happy. We got two sets of Bluetooth earbuds in the house nice. now. So we're we're ready to go when the new iPhone whatevers are coming out. Ah. So. <laughs> so, iPhone whatever. Okay, my next one is about the new iPhone. And the word out is that the rumors are pre-orders will start on September 9th. Which means there'll probably be a uh, talk about them on, let's see, what's the 9th? Is that a Friday? Well, the Tuesday before September 9th is probably when they'll have um, the display and everybody will come out and, and, and talk about them and what's what actually on them. So uh, be prepared. It's coming up soon. Um, like you, I've said before, I'm probably going to go with the Apple plan this year. And we'll see how that works out. Yep. So, and cool. with that, I uh, decided to be proactive because I knew I my my insulin pump. Um, for those that I've talked about this before in the show, I'm a type one diabetic, and I do use an insulin pump. Have for mm-hmm. over ten years now, um, and they're very nice. Um, but every so often. Um, every five or six years, you get to replace it, and mm-hmm. I was, thought I was coming up on that time. Now, um, I think I told the story a long time ago because I've had this one for a while. The last time I did it, they called me, and it was like October, end of October time frame when we did it, 
And they said, yes, you can order it. And uh, so I said, well, good, because I've already paid my deductibles on my insurance, so they should cover most of the cost of it. And right. uh, um, so what happened was um, we got all the paperwork done and everything in, and I even actually had the pump, and uh, the insurance company of Evil Corp uh, <laughs> decided to take the paperwork and they didn't process it until January 2nd. <laughs> Which meant that when they processed it January 2nd, I had a whole new deductible to meet. So oh my, my insulin pump cost me the complete amount of my deductible which was like $2,000, I think, at the time or something like that. I had to pay $2,000 out of, I think they cost around 6000 bucks. Now, wow. if, I, if they would have approved it in January, I would have probably paid 20%. So what would that have been, uh, $600? Yeah. So, so I, got, I was proactive this time. I said, where am I? I said, am I out of warranty yet? Well, the first thing they said, well, first of all, How's your 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 pump now? And I said, oh, it's fine. It's working great. I said, are there any problems with it? I said, no. I I, I have a chip, uh, a chip, chipped off of it um, where the you screw in uh, the the top of the ba battery compartment. And they said, chip. And I said, yeah, it's just a chip, but it it still screws in. And it's fine. And they said, no, we can't have that. So they immediately um, sent me a new pump overnight under warranty. Um, so I got a brand new pump because my old one had a chip in it because no, 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 you can't have that. And it doesn't cost me a dime because it's under warranty. Uh, and, and they do because it's something you can't live without. Um, literally the next day at 10 o'clock, my new pump was there. <laughs> nice. So, you know, mini med, you guys are okay, which is Medtronics, by the way, um, but anyway, so then we just started talking. Well, you're not out of warranty, and your warranty doesn't end until, get this, January 2nd, 2017. Ah. Because the last one set the warranty date for the new one. Um, ah. And so I said, oh, great. But then they discussed about how they have, um, uh, well, we have this upgrade plan. And I said, okay. So what's the upgrade plan? Well, you pay $700, and uh, we upgrade you to the other thing, and the insurance doesn't get involved at all. And I'm like, $700. Well, you know, that's actually a little more than 20% if I could get it before the end of the year. But since I can, it's still going to cost me $2,000 or whatever the deductible is. Uh, I said, so it's still a deal. And I was kind of like, she goes, oh, and... Once you get the new pump, if you take your old pump and send it back to us, and we give you the box and everything, um, we refund you $400. Nice. So I said, so this whole upgrade only cost me $300. She says, yes. I said, let's get going. Because <laughs> that beats the insurance. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I, why do I don't need to deal with the insurance? I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Just let's, let's upgrade. And of course it resets my, it resets my warranty to when I get the new pump, which puts me closer, 
you know, a little further in than the exact end of the year. So I was happy about that, and the new pumps have something new. I'm going to be also going on. They've had this out for a while, but I've decided to go uh, on the uh, what they call um, CGM, which is continuous glucose monitoring, uh, which is another little thing you got to stick on. But it const- every five minutes it takes a glucose reading and then radios it to your pump, and then your your pump will warn you if you're trending up or trending down at a, a clip and then you can make adjustments quickly well the new thing with this new pump is and i guess they finally got it through the fda which i love this feature is um at night especially if you're trending down which is a bad thing that means your lo- your blood sugar is crashing um it now it will warn you and if you don't do anything within the warning period it can actually stop your insulin input, your your basal rate going in, wow. um, it will actually stop, so you don't crash any harder than where you are. As a matter of fact, you're, there's a chance your blood sugar will automatically, um, will will naturally go up. And and for nighttime, for me, that's the only time I have problems because sometimes I'll I could crash in the middle of the night, and that's tough because. I I do wake up, but I am in such because I was sleeping, and I'm low blood sugar, which makes you confused anyway, and, and the combination of those confusions, I can sit there for quite a while saying, what the hell's going on? You know, you think all sorts of weird things, it's almost like your dream continues, even though you're awake, and then eventually I'll say, I better go down and eat something. And by the time I get down there and eat something, and a couple times I've taken my blood sugar, and I'm down around 30, you know, which is, you know, normals between 80 and 100 for normal people. And Mm -hmm. type 1 diabetics usually are above 100. They keep them a a little higher than that. Um, So, yeah, that's almost like pass out time. Wow. (laughs) So, um, and that's the only time I really have problems um, because... And so this pump will counteract that. So Nice. I'm happy about that. Now that I bored everybody to death with talk about insulin pumps. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm getting this one and I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be Mr. Robot here. Uh speaking of Mr. Robot. No, I'm gonna be <laughs> bionic. <laughs> and uh very cool. With my, my little artificial pancreas basically. So. Very, very cool. So I think that's it for me and Geek's Corner. Joel. Uh, yes. Well, first and foremost, I want to say, I want to apologize because I now have the hiccups, which really suck <laughs> during a podcast. And uh, I've been sitting here while you were telling your your uh, your last Geek Corner, uh, diligently trying to stop the damn hiccups. Oh, there you go. And hiccups. And I. <laughs> I, I am feeling horribly. <laughs> so, on that note, um, in the last podcast, Where's I said hiccup button. Yeah, <laughs> the hiccup well, button. there you go. There's the hiccup, and I can't stop them for some uncanny reason. Drink out of um, the other side of the glass. I always thought that was yeah. somebody trying to joke with you, so you poured water all over the front. Of you. <laughs> I'll I'll try it. Uh, <laughs> in any event, uh, the last podcast I spoke about. Tentatively picking up a uh, uh, iPhone SE for my son, 
Oh shit! Sorry, son. And don't uh, apologize. Keep going through. It's it's fun. Yep. And uh, lo and behold, I went ahead. We went down that Sunday and picked him up an iPhone SE. What a fantastic device! Shit, that is. And uh, skate it off, man. Skate it off. <laughs> what a fantastic shit device that is. Is that what? That's you- <laughs> a kick-up device. And uh, no, but really, it it. It does so much more than my 5S. Mm-hmm. Uh, speed, pro- processing, um, hiccup control. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new Apple feature. It is a, it's a new app feature, feature built into the iPhone. I wish I had one. Um, but so much so, so that uh, U.S. Cellular, who my carrier is, had a special offer for uh, one ninety nine. You can get an iPhone SE plus pay three shit three months worth of your uh, three month bills in advance, mm-hmm. and you get it for one ninety nine. So I'm like, hell yeah! It's the latest iPhone. Let's do it. So he has got an SE, and he absolutely loves it. I ended Great. up giving him my Mophie juice pack case for my S five. Well, it has the hundred and a hundred. Well, actually, it's one hundred and twenty percent battery life. Because I thought he needs to be able to protect shit, protect it. I'm sorry yeah. about that, folks. And um, so I gave him my uh, my big Mophie juice case, and I picked up my little purple shitty one, the one I talked about many shows shows ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think this one is awesome, absolutely awesome, and for the price, you can't beat it. So. If you're Ooh. toying with the idea, look at the SE if you like the form factor yeah. of the 5S with the power and all the speed and the functionality of the 6 and 6S. Nice. Yeah, and the only thing you don't get is 3D, and so big deal. Yeah, 3D exactly. press is the only thing you don't get with the SE. You don't get the 3D press, but it does come up with does come with uh, hiccup control, so I mean, I mean, oh, okay, trade off. Oh, that's Skype doing it that to you, isn't it? That's just Skype. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, really. Yeah, it's oh, Skype. Skype. These, these things. Suck. Oh my god, I haven't Damn had it, Skype in years. <laughs> damn Skype. I get and, them and all. I, I get them all the time. It's either that or the damn Brandy, one of the two. Uh, and I don't think it's a Brandy because, well, it's got alcohol in it, so it's got medicinal purposes. It's, it's the nerve, of course, down here around where your sternum is. Just if you want to get rid of them, just start punching yourself about there. <laughs> you know, okay, I'll knock myself unconscious right here, sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got so far. What's up with you, Michael? So, uh, just to follow up on that, uh, we talked in episodes before that my my oldest son David got a 64 gig version of the SE. Mm-hmm. He loves it. It's working good. The only downside is that he has yet to buy himself a case, so he's got my 5S case, which fits just fine. All my my only concern is that you know I've had that case since I bought my 5S, and the uh, the rubber plastic, whatever it is, is not as soft as it was when I got it. So I'm not sure it's giving the same protection. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been going around for a couple of months now with no case at all now on my 5S, which is hard to hang on to, actually. So finally, um, not waiting for my son to go ahead and get his own case, I got 
a black plastic case from Walmart. And being a 5S, this basic case, which I really like, actually, it's nice and soft, but it's, you know, it's 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 not a rubber baby buggy bumper like they were giving out. It's a little substantial on that. Four ninety five at Walmart. <laughs> really nice case. Nice. A little bit, you know, not quite as thick as the one I just gave my son, but it does everything I want. Plus, it actually does something that I like better, and that is instead of providing, um, I, I don't know if you can see it, but instead of providing a fake button to push the button on the phone, mm-hmm. yeah, which is actually a still a problem. If you drop a phone where it hits that fake button, it still slams that button into the phone. Mm. This one's got cutouts where you've got to put your finger in to push the buttons. Oh, right. so but they're protected. If there's, yeah. a, if there's a hard kick, it doesn't hit the buttons anymore. $4.95. So that's my 5S. Um, Jason with an E would approve. Because I loaned him my phone since I've got the travel pass. Thank you, Barty. Um, yeah. And I was, I think, the only American contingent there that actually had $2 a day uh, full U.S. coverage. Wow. But I handed him my 5S without the case, and he's like, <laughs> He's over a tile floor. He's like, God, don't do that to me, man. I'm afraid I'm going to drop this thing. I was like, yeah, I know. It's a little touchy. <laughs> I gave my son my case. He understood that. But mm. so, oh, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Actually, that's just the follow-up. So um, leading into Joel's next topic, besides hiccups, uh, Apple OS updates. Yes. Oh, yes. I see. I see. Looks like we have the same similar case. Except Is that one got a... This has got a battery. This is a Mophie. Oh, it's got the battery. Okay. Well, I couldn't find that cheap at uh, my local Walmart. Matter of fact, this four ninety five case was offset by the garbage bag full of uh, soda cans with deposits on them. <laughs> so, I paid for it with garbage, <clears throat> literally. Um but uh, the Apple update that came out, and thank you, Dr. Dave, for you know putting that up on Facebook right away because I looked at that and went, holy shit, I don't like this. I know there's a downside to this update, but I did go ahead and update my computers and my phones and Chris's phone and Mark and David's phones because the next day uh i was running a, ch- a chore to town and i got this text message from verizon and it was a really weird text message from verizon uh telling me here's your new pin code for your you know my name uh-huh. and uh your iphone and I'm like i didn't request a pin code i don't live in an area that has a you know any cell coverage right so when i got back from doing chores I really didn't. It was a little bit late that night, but the next day I called Verizon and said, Hey, what's this about? And they're like, What are, we, what are you talking about? I said, I got a text message from you. And I gave the date, time, message number, everything. And they're saying, uh, We didn't send that to you. Oh. That didn't come from us. Hmm. So I'm thinking, Thank you. This was a bogus message, and I'm glad I had the update. Right. That being said, over to you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like so many others, have been every, ever so apprehensive whenever you see a new iOS update come out that I always typically will wait eh, two to three weeks before I'll ever, ever, ever accept the update. And uh, I learned my, I thought, let me rephrase it, 
I thought I had learned my lesson the last time uh, I did a major update is when Barry and I were up visiting you. The late night QRM podcaster wrote rent round at that round table. Yes. Yes. Which really wreaked havoc at the time on my 4S. Well, I thought, eh, everything ought to be fine now. No issue whatsoever. So iOS 9.3.3 came out, and I saw it the next day. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, there's a, a, the iOS update, a bunch of security, you know, uh, updates and, and safety features. What the hell? I'll update. Well, it updated rather quickly. And I started to find out, well, wow, my battery seems like I'm losing uh, a lot of battery a lot quicker than I used to. But I didn't think much of it. And I spoke to my daughter, who has an iPhone 5C, and my wife, who has an iPhone 5C. The update absolutely smoked the battery life and the lightning port in which you plug in to charge it up. Killed it. Dead. Hmm. My daughter's phone won't take a charge anymore. My wife's phone, which happens to be here, for some uncanny reason takes a charge, but sucks itself dead, which used to last two to three days, and she has a Mophie case. Battery case as well. Sucks it dead in less than half, half a day. Without the hiccups. <laughs> and I went, holy shit. This is, this is, my daughter's phone was working fine. She did the update. Now the charger port won't work at all. So what do you do? Well, you go to the Apple store. Go to the Apple store and say, hey, here's the, the deal. This thing was working fine. Did the update. Now it won't charge off the uh, lightning port at all. Just throws that little plug in a, a lightning cord, but it doesn't recognize that there's a lightning cord there to charge up. Apple's reply, well, this phone's really not supported anymore, so you have to buy a new phone. Hmm. That was it. I thought, what the hell is this deal all about? And they shouldn't let you update the phone. So I went ahead and I jumped on Google. Mm-hmm. And I Googled iOS 933 to iPhone 5C side effects, there is a litany of people all in the same boat with 5Cs and some with 5Ss where the lightning port won't work anymore. Hmm. It won't charge. It doesn't recognize when it's plugged in, so which means you're really screwed. You're, you're, and Apple's not addressing it at all. That's not good. I, they better turn around on that because, you know, the only difference, as far as I'm concerned, other than Android operating system sucks, uh, uh, um, yeah. between the Sam, new Samsung phone and an yep. iPhone is the fact that iPhone has way better service uh, or had way better service. Uh, yeah. I've, I've heard nightmare stories that Samsung just ignores you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, but if Sam, if if Apple starts pulling this crap, yeah, what what's the difference? So well, it's that it's to that degree so bad that my daughter came to me and said, you know what, 
when we sat at the Apple store at the Genius Bar and the guy said, well, we can get you another iPhone 5C. We have one out back that matches the one that you have. But it's going to cost you $269 for an iPhone 5C. Let's listen to this again. An iPhone 5C for nearly $300. Hmm. Why the hell would I pay $300 for an iPhone 5C, which is ancient technology, when you can get an, an iPhone XE for $199? Yeah, really? And, but it's her carrier is different than mine. I have U.S. Cellular. And I said to myself, this is ridiculous. He said, well, you can upgrade to a 5S. Or no, you can upgrade to the SE for $399. And I'm like, whoa, 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 $269 for a 5C, which is ancient. You can buy them on eBay for $100, bucks, $150. Or jump to an SE for $400. To keep the same carrier, I said, and it doesn't matter because you take the damn sim the, the sim card out, slam it in, and it's going to work. And I'm like, what are you going to do to fix this five C? Nothing. Oh, uh, they're do not, that does, doesn't. Does fly. that phone still come up at all? Sorry, does that phone still come up at all? Nope. The only thing you'll get when yeah. you press the power button is the little picture that says "plug in a light." lightning port cord that's it it won't come on it won't be recognized when you plug it into a computer computer i tried plugged it into my macbook won't recognize it does not charge it nothing hmm. all right and using an apple cord using an apple cord okay yeah there's um, i was doing some quick uh uh, equivalent of diesel truck looking, except I was looking at updates and unupdates, and it actually looks like if you can get to it with the phone, mm. they're still supporting 9.3.2 downgrade. They've not, they have not taken off the signing. I don't even know how, how you would do that. Yeah, how can you do that? Uh, you can back? look it up online. Now there, there's there's walkthroughs online to do that, but the problem is the phone's got to have enough power to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it won't recognize the damn cord to give it the power to do it. That's that's and that's not where good. the problem is. I mean, the cords are intelligent, and if they screw up the communications with that, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's actually so, an ARM chip in the cord. Yeah. So that's where we're at with her phone, my daughter. Daughter's phone. My wife's phone still works, but it just sucks the battery dry in no time. Hmm. And, and what, what uh, model does she have? She has, well, she has also the five C, and there's different versions of the five C. Right. From what I'm fi- finding out, but hers will still charge up. It will still work. It just drains the battery really fast. Wow. My daughter's. Nope. Nothing. Just says plug the cord in and then doesn't recognize when the port the cord is plugged in. We were talking about this in the pre-show a little bit. I was saying, you know, since I've upgraded to nine three three and I still got the the, the six plus, not the six S, <laughs> but the six plus. I have noticed that uh, um, um, my battery life is not lasting as long as it did before. And I yep. look at that as you know, as you know, I I fall asleep listening to the. The, the Podcast iPhone. And stuff. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, usually in the morning when I wake up, my phone is 
generally, if I go to bed and it's a hundred percent, I wake up in the morning. My phone's usually at about between seventy-five and eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, lately, it's been thirty to forty percent. Yeah. And I was thinking, yep. well, maybe maybe an app's going in the background or something that I don't know about. But I I killed off all my apps, and it's still kind of doing that. So. Yep. And I didn't. And even, that's what the- I didn't even put that it might be the nine three three. Upgrade. I did the 933 upgrade because what Michael read, you know, it was a major security flaw in there, and you needed to get this on your phone as soon that's, as possible. That's why I did it, right. Yeah. And now so. you find yourself with a phone that's stuck in its battery dry. Yeah, that's not that's that's not good. And, they, they, I don't, and she's yeah. actually seen, you know what, if she's looking $269 for an iPhone 5C, Mm-hmm. Or three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that's not fair. Uh, that's not good. With SD, and here's... she's like, you know what? Well, she said same thing. She can pick up an iPhone. Uh, uh, she can pick up a Samsung S five for two hundred bucks. Yeah, brand new. Yeah. So she's thinking about jumping ship and getting off Apple. Hmm. Oh, well, the thing, and Apple needs to come around on this if if they want to treat you know because I have an I still have my old iPhone four. I use it as an alarm clock, as I've told you here before. Uh, all these updates come up. It it doesn't even come up on my iPhone 4 as something that's doable. I don't even hear about these updates because my I don't even know what version my iPhone 4 is stuck at. But it's an old version, and I don't care. It's fine for what it, it's doing. Okay? Right. So, my opinion is, and this is Apple's fault, if the 5C, if they allowed the 5C to upgrade to 933 yep. and then it kills your lightning port that to the point where it's a useless phone to me, they need to replace that or fix it. Yes. Yep, and if it's not under warranty, they won't do either. That's not, it, it doesn't matter because you allowed that phone to upgrade to... Yep. An operating system that does not work on it. Yep. Exactly. So they say you have to take it to a third party. Well, they'll charge you more. No, no. The third party will replace the lightning port so it will recognize it, but you have to go outside of Apple to a third party repair and have them put a new lightning port in it. It actually shorts it out. That's, That's ridiculous. And then downgrade the software. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No. I again I'm disillusioned by Apple. Yeah, very much so. I mean honest to God, now. I'm starting to think you know, I'm at a point where I thought, well, I might buy an S E and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm seriously toying with the idea myself of getting a you know, an S six. Yeah. I but I have a real problem with them, you know, they have major problems and they come back and say read the fucking manual that's their yeah. customer service yeah so that that doesn't fly with me am i almost own- getting to be the same way though that's the problem but at least their shit stays running well the other problem most I have of with, the time the other problem i have with android too especially with samsung and the other name brands it's you know a new version of android can come out and you may not see it for two years after it comes out, if ever, unless, if ever. unless you have a Nexus, unless yeah, you unless have you Nexus, have a true you may Nexus, never see it. right? But Nexus doesn't make the best 
phone out there. You know, by right. far, um, the the Samsung, in my opinion, the Samsung S7, I think it is now, yeah. is by far yeah. the best phone out there. But you can never get the operating system upgrades for it. But at the same time, too, at least you know the damn thing's going to work because if Apple rolls out with another upgrade, it might brick your damn phone. Well, that's, uh, the, you know, uh, a- Apple's, uh, uh, Apple's software group has um, got some serious issues now. Yeah, no shit. I mean, at least if I had an S7, yeah, I might be stuck with the same operating system for two years, but that's two years my phone worked. Mm. Apple rolls out a new uh, iOS in six months' time, and it bricks my goddamn phone. Well, my Samsung would have still been working. I wouldn't have lost my pictures. Yeah. I wouldn't have lost all my information, and it would have just worked. So now they're starting to look really attractive. Yeah, I I I know what you're talking about because, like I said, I'm t- I I was still looking at the S7, saying, ah, I got so much invested, and I really don't like Android. <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn. I really, you know, I, I'm honest to God, I'm at a point now but, where if you're if, at a point where they ro- roll out software and tell you, oh, sorry, you're fucked, buy a new phone. Yeah. But, but if, well, I, well, I hate to say, but if Sam's, if you do something to your Samsung phone, they're going to tell you the same thing. But yes, it's probably, well, if you get a 7, though, it's not cheap, any cheaper than an iPhone. Right, but, exactly. But, but I don't like the trend I see here by Apple. I'm not, I'm still well, not ready to give up on them yet, but they need to turn their act around. They and, won't. And, uh, they won't. Because if not, I'm sorry, but, you know, Samsung comes out now with a lot of these new things uh, a year or two years before the iPhone does, which... Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Cordless charging, yeah. cordless everything... And it, the OLED, you know, I've got a, the OLED uh, displays. Yep, and the pitch quality is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've got a lot of friends who've got the Samsung S6 and S7s, and I'm like, wow, this is a nice phone. Mm. So uh, I'm telling you, man, I'm really, really, really quite disillusioned. But again, I'm, I'm with wait- this. I- yeah, I'm waiting to see what happens. Like, uh, with, 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 with how they discuss the seven. Of course, we're never going to hear about what the the new anniversary phone is going to be like. Um, uh, you know, based upon what they're hit the miss ratio yes, for software updates. Based based on what the trends we're seeing here, it's like I don't know. You know, it kind of sucks. Yeah, you guys are going downhill. It's, it's getting worse. Yeah. Worse and worse and worse with every rollout. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what I got. Yeah. Okay. Well, that ends another depressing geek's corner. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get in. Because we like to hear... um, Because we like to hear Joel Hiccup, let's go into Bottom Gear. Hello and welcome to another late night cure edition of Hiccup in Bottom Gear. <laughs> My name is Joel and I've got a wicked bad case of the hiccups, but that should not deter us from how things are go- 
shit. With our bottom <laughs> gear. <laughs> with our bottom gear segment. First up is Michael. Please take it away while I hold my breath. Yeah. <clears throat> so we had a rather unpleasant surprise yesterday, which uh, has to do with the family truckster. So, actually, in defense of the family truckster, we've had some rather significant failures in the last month. Uh, maybe a little longer than that, but uh, things like my wife driving 465 miles home on an empty brake cylinder reserve, um, injector line failing, tires failing, but waiting until she was in a safe place before this stuff happens. Now, I know this is kind of zen and the art of truck ownership or vehicle <laughs> ownership, but I really do believe this truck. I mean, this truck has had its issues over the um, – you're not turning blue yet there, Joel. I hear you see all your breath. <laughs> I was just holding it the whole time. I'm trying to get rid of the damn hiccups. Um, so, anyway, the family truckster is 12 years old. Um, it's doing a great job. It's been through some pretty rough service. And – I mean, we've actually rescheduled holidays and stuff, but it has, thinking of you know, the actual theme song there, but it has <laughs> always failed before we actually left town. Sometimes, mm-hmm. actually twice on the same spot on the hill, leaving town. Yeah. But uh, the scary one, most of those have been, you know, well, well, the brakes failing is a big deal, although it always stopped. But uh, this one was scary. Uh, if it had happened on the road at speed, bad things would have happened because uh, coming out of the driveway last night, not far from its parking spot, so still way down the road to Saskatchewan at the house, Uh uh, my 16-year-old son was driving the truck on his way to work as my wife was uh, sitting in the passenger seat as the uh, adult supervising driver. And my wife is going, "Uh, you're heading towards the tree. You're heading towards the tree. And my son's going, I'm turning the wheel. Nothing's happening. And thunk. They stop. My wife gets out and looks out, and the entire high rod steering pitman arm system of the vehicle is laying on the ground. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) No warning whatsoever. No clicks, no bumps, no pulling to the right. It just flat out failed. And the effect of this, uh, for those who are not mechanically inclined, is that both front tires are no longer attached to each other. No tracking whatsoever, nor was there any tracking on either tire to the steering pitman arm. Which is what controls where the tires point. Yes. And both tires were, uh, shall we say, independent parties now. Oh, my God. They didn't give a shit what the other tire was doing. If this had happened at highway speed, there would have been no control of the vehicle whatsoever. No, none. So, uh, um Kudos to the truck. It did its job. It failed where it was safe to do so. It would have been nice if it did it a little closer to the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Beggars can't be choosy. At least your truck takes care of you. (laughs) I was was heading out to uh, go out on the LumaCraft last night as 
Chris came running to the dock saying, I need your car keys for the Jeep. And I'm like, huh? She said, I think the entire steering system just dropped on the driveway on the truck. And fortunately, the uh, 2001 Jeep was sitting out by the garage. The <laughs> other good oh, vehicle the, the, the one mm-hmm. the one yes without the any other compression jeep. that you push with your feet <laughs> a jeep yeah, yeah we have a do oh, the um, jeep the, 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 the jeep the other jeep yes the, the one that isabel likes so much because uh isabel and dave and john got to see uh, david's jeep and <laughs> yeah. it is the ultimate utilitarian experience but it's a great jeep um anyhow it was sitting in the driveway behind the truck and i was already thinking let's see here i could drive through the brush through the woods come out and campsite number 10 they won't notice me come through uh, <laughs> State Park, come out that way i was i was actually thinking about this um because <clears throat> the truck had really effectively blocked the driveway so my wife takes my jeep takes mark to, to work she comes back and she says, oh, okay, I'll call the towing company. They're used to hearing from me. And uh, <laughs> she calls. I mean, you need a heavy, a heavy record service for the family truckster. And uh, yeah, we're going to need the flatbed. And they call and say, yeah, we know who you are. We know where you live. We've been there before. <laughs> we'll be there first thing in the morning. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go out for my, my boat ride then. So I take off, go for a boat ride row towards the east side of the lake, see a blue heron, take all kinds of pictures, put that up on Facebook, come back, and I decide to go out to the garage to check something. And here comes the heavy hauling flatbed from the towing company wow. at 7 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm not expecting you till tomorrow, but this is fine. And I warned the guy. I said, um, you're about to enter the road to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I can just drive there, down there and turn around like... No, no, <laughs> no you especially can't. not with this vehicle. You're barely going to clear the trees on either side because this thing is, you know, big enough to pick up the family truckster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will ad- ad- admit that I'm impressed with the guy's skill. He backed this thing all the way to the end of the road to Saskatchewan, which is a trick. Oh. Um, but the job of getting the truck up on the flatbed was I mean we were both there with pry bars trying to hold tires in alignment. Yeah. So they could you could drag it up. You gotta drag it up, yeah. drag yeah. it up the bed. And nothing uh, was in alignment. Right. And as he was dragging it up the bed, it did shift. The tie rod came over and blew the right front tire oh. on the family truck that had fifty seven miles on it. Oh, we had just goodness. changed the tires on oh. Friday. Our, a hundred and There's, what? A hundred and seventy dollar tire? Two hundred twenty. Oh Jesus! It's under warranty. You're over two hundred bucks a piece. Uh, not, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, not for that. We'll see. Of... The, the the truck driver felt terrible about it. Is that you know? Hey, you had to get the thing up there. Yeah. Um, he was going to check with the towing company to see if they had insurance for something like this, especially since they were. I mean, you, there's still stickers on the tires. Right. Yeah, yeah. He basically, you know, that ain't we've got, <laughs> got $900 with the tires between the four of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not happy, but that's going to be nothing compared to because when this all this all this came down, the steering stabilizer, the tie rods, everything's bent to crap. 
So I'm looking at at least uh, $1,200 in steering linkage. Ah. Oh. Wow. A couple hundred dollars towing, but the towing should be covered by insurance. The important thing is, is I mean, I can, af- I can afford this like a hole in the head right now. Right. Um, especially for those that have listened to the episode 235 or whatever it is, 230, 243, mm-hmm. whatever it takes, 220, 221. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care. It failed in the driveway and not while somebody was yeah. going down the road 60 right. miles an hour. And again, you know, this vehicle's coming up on 300,000 miles. It's things fail. Yeah. Right. But crap. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, son of a gun, the timing is just absolutely impeccable. Even, even at the cost of replacing that, you're still ahead of the game, you know, when you think yes, about abs- it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll, I'll work around this. I work around everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot dogs for dinner for the next month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, macaroni. Yeah, <laughs> macaroni. Am I yeah. next? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to do an update. And besides my air conditioning problems, which we discussed in the previous. Um, Beginning of the show, uh, bottom gear. Onions were involved in the destruction of the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We did drive it near Antrim. You know, maybe uh, some of maybe some of the air wafted over. And... I haven't had onion rings in a month. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to talk about a battery update of my beloved. Yes, I gotta say, other than it, nice, Joel, nice. <laughs> other than it being a little warm uh, inside right now. Um, as you remember, I did have to get the battery pack replaced at the tune of about three thousand uh, dollars. And uh, but I've got to say that since that's happened, I hadn't been paying much attention to the miles per gallon. But uh, so far this summer, and since I got the new pack in, I'm averaging fifty-two to fifty-three miles per gallon. In the Prius. Wow. So, so I'm I'm a happy camper as far as that's concerned. And, you know, as I drive down the road in 93 degree weather with all the windows open. <laughs> Listening to love hate things going fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm, I'm <laughs> I am still saying I'm getting 52 to 53 miles per gallon. With my windows open. <laughs> yes. I do have a serious case of swats. But I'm getting 53 miles per gallon. <laughs> so, that'll be easily fixed. That's it. That's all I had. Oh, well. Michael has a little something for us now. What do you got? Okay, well, and to be fair, uh, 
love hate things has been a, a lot a, a lot lighter on the f word recently mm-hmm. so <clears throat> but just just i had to go back to the playground incident yes that, that <laughs> uh, was classic that was classic that was classic um so uh not last week but the week before uh mm-hmm. and i'm about to repeat this this week i need my head examined we're we i know we've talked about this before but uh significant uh paramedic shortage up here so they're like we really need some help midweek and like you know what you're asking here um as i said i'm about to repeat this this week again but it's putting in the full day shift hours then going and working a 12-hour night shift and then coming back and working day shift again before i get any rest oh gosh so the week before this this past week i did that so i worked uh Wednesday during the day, worked Wednesday night, came back Thursday morning to get ready to do my day shift, and mm-hmm. I stopped at the bakery and, and got a, a Michael coffee, you know, <laughs> point of sale system there, and uh, drove to the office, and the office was dark. I went, hmm. And we'd been having weather that night. Mm-hmm. Drove to the house. The house was dark. And I'm like, well, the town was lit. You know, everything was running in the town when I checked last. So being the IT administrator, instead of calling anybody and saying, you got power? I just went on the server and all of a sudden all the servers in the town were dark. And I'm like, oh, power's oh. out. And then I checked the uh, power company and power is out over most of the UP, Ouch. not Copper Harbor. Really? The storm had come through. And took down the ATC transmission lines between Wisconsin and the UP. Oh, wow. This is going to be out for a while. Yeah. (laughs) So I get to the house, and I thought, well, I guess there's no real rush to go back to work at this point. Ah. Uh, Fired up the Jenny at the house, the Honda. Nothing ever goes wrong there. And uh, took a two-hour nap. Got up. Slightly refreshed. Only slightly. And uh, went up to the office and just happened to have the little generator that I would throw on the ATV to go up the mountain when things go bad in the winter. So I fired that thing up because it was in the 90s that day. Very rare thing here, but uh, it was in the 90s. And it was enough to fire up the office, fire up the dehumidifier, and the air conditioner. Nice. So I was running that uh, little... uh, uh, what is that thing? Uh, I'm sorry? No, 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 no. Not the one I rebuilt. Oh. It's, uh, it's a little tiny compact thing. But it was, uh, you did have to, you had to stage when you turn things on with it, because it's only an 1800 watt mm-hmm. generator. Right, right. And I was looking during this power outage at the back of the garage at on sitting back there going, you know, this thing's been down for like four years. I really should get to it. Now, that generator actually came with the property. Right. And it was what was running in the entire house, the entire cabin, all uh-huh. 775 square feet of it. Um, <laughs> but it you know, it would run the furnace and the refrigerator and the water pump and various outlets. But uh, it had developed a point where uh, you put gas in it and the carburetor would overflow because the float wasn't shutting down. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, probably three years ago now, I bought the various rebuilt parts for it, but never got around to doing it. Right. 
So not this weekend, but last weekend, it decided it was time to get around to it and um, document it both on our uh, iMessage talk group there mm-hmm. and on Facebook and uh, tore that sucker down to the bare bowl and started over again. And I was almost, I mean, Briggs & Stratton actually has a, uh, you can buy entire replacement carburetors now for like 35 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had known that, I probably would have gone that route. Except it was nice to prove to myself I could still do this. Oh, yeah. And it was it was down to the point where I had everything apart except for that main jet. There's a jet that comes from the bottom of this thing that you, you know, you, you unscrew the, the, the pin, uh, the, the, the valve and the jet, and then there's a seat below it. But mm-hmm. that seat has a, a jet valve behind it that goes all the way through the entire carburetor. Yep. I almost couldn't get it out. Really? And it's it's way down in there, so you have to have the exact width standard blade, flat blade, get in there. And then you have to wrench on this thing without screwing up the threads. Yep. I probably came within five minutes of this saying, F it, I'm going to order a new carburetor online. (laughs) I got the thing out, and once I got it out, like, okay... We're home free. Well, I wasn't quite home free. The pin for the float was stuck in there real good, too. Right. But since the uh, old jet was made out of brass, and it was the same diameter as the pin for the float, I used it as the pin to pound out the other pin Ah. (laughs) for the float. Ah. (laughs) Anyhow, got everything taken apart. I documented it all in video and pictures. Uh, put it back together again, and today I actually hooked it up to a full load and tweaked the uh, jet settings and all the the carburetor, yep. and it just runs smooth as silk, whether it's loaded or unloaded. Everything's working just nice. as it should. And this thing's about 20-some-odd years old. Nice. It doesn't look as nice as the new generators, but if you look at it, it's a solid 7-horse Briggs & Stratton. You can replace yep. anything on it. Yep. With one huge alternator on it. That thing's yes. got a surge of probably like 6,000 watts on it, although it's <laughs> rated at 3. And it's a 220-watt unit, or 220-volt yep. unit. Yep. So That's So that was good bottom gear, get-your-hands-dirty type. Well, except that I cheated. I used my medic gloves when I was really <laughs> dirty. So <laughs> my hands actually weren't black. They didn't smell too badly of gas. Just gum out carb cleaner. I, I noticed... Well, you, I noticed the purple fingers in some of the pictures. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a little bit of sea foam, too. Yeah. But it, it runs... I mean, this thing's probably half as efficient as far as fuel economy mm-hmm. compared to Honda. Because the Honda, five gallons will get me through an entire 24 hours at full load. Right. But this thing starts every time. I mean, right. It's not an electric start. You just pull it, and it goes. Fires right off. Nice. You know, it, that actually inspired me, because I have... And I mentioned it in past podcasts. A home light, an old home light from 1985. Wow! Yeah, back when you need a crane to lift it, right? <laughs> oh, the, the, the thing's insanely heavy. The, the, yep. the, the alternator, the generator on it is, is massive, and it does 220 volts. It has one plug on the end of it. One. And literally, uh, with a seven horsepower Briggs and Stratton, it's a fifty-five hundred with a surge of six thousand. I think the damn surge ought to be near a ten, 
with the size of the alternator that's on it that I bought for a hundred bucks. And it'd been sitting in a garage for 15 years since it had been started. And the guy who I bought it from was a colleague of mine, a friend of mine. His dad was trying to figure out a way to make the muffler more quiet. Well, when I had got that, this is when we lived in Nashua. With the muffler half bolted on, the, the pipe that goes to the muffler half bolted on. Still loose. You can see a gap. I dumped some fresh gas in on top of it with a spark plug that hadn't run in 15 years. It still had gas in it that was 15 years old. Huh. Pulled it three times, which I damn near ripped my damn arm out of the socket trying to pull this thing. That's how good the compression was, and it fired up. Wow. And when I saw your, 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 your pictures, Michael, of you rebuilding it, and I'm like, I've got to rebuild this home light because this sucker just, I mean, is inefficient? Hell no. I'm sure it probably burns through the gas. But it is a super duper awesome generator, and the thing just mm-hmm. runs and runs and runs and runs. So I, I uh, decided, you know, if I can get this thing out and up on a bench, I can sit in a chair and take the carburetor off of it, get the exhaust put back on it, fix the linkage on it for the auto throttle, and uh, yeah, put it back together again. So it's actually one of the things I thought. Prior to sitting down and going under the knife, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Rebuild this thing. Hmm. Because up here, it is not like you, Michael. It's not uncommon. You go without power for days. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to get the house set up and get the generator set up. That way I can just plug it in, boom, fire off the generator. Here we go. Now, in a perfect world, in a realistic world, is this the ideal machine to do that with no not for the house you know a honda would be the way to go or a generac would be the way to go but uh this is a great secondary backup there's no such thing as a bad working generator no there is <laughs> and this really... is not going to be my first go-to but right exactly um, this will be the backup for the oh, backup it, fresh oil it's got premium gas in it it's all set to go yep and exactly. if i need to carry it somewhere like to the ice cream parlor to keep their compressors going, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, I looked at my generator and I'm like, I got to get that thing going. I got to pick up another one. And I want to pick up a nice, and, and what really, really convinced me to go with a propane, an LP gas generator, is the fact that the carburetor's never gone bump because it's running gas. There's no liquid. Right. They never, ever, ever gum up. And I thought, I'm going to get a dual-fuel generator, one that can run on gas or LP. So I'm like, shit, I'll pick up and go down to Tractor Supply. And I actually asked him, how much for a 100-pound propane cylinder? And he's like, oh, that one right there, it's 110 bucks." I said, how much to fill it up? He goes, we charge $1.99 a gallon. I'm like, shit, 50 bucks to fill the thing up. Probably <laughs> run for four days. So that's the direction I'm headed in. But the home light is getting rebuilt as the backup. Nice. nice. All right. You know, so thanks very much for that because it really uh, it, it inspired me. I was like, I got to get that thing running. It ran halfway decent after 30 years or 15 years. So if I throw an actual carb kit at it, now that I, you were just telling me you can pick up a carb for 30 bucks, shit, I just might throw a new carb on it. Yeah, I, I, I told my mom because I, I, at the minimum, I call my mom every Sunday night mm-hmm. and I told her about this. Uh, expedition because you know, I used to 
rebuild engines left and right. Yeah. But it's been a while, you know, life yeah. happens. But I told mom, I said, yeah, I can still tear down to Briggs and Stratton and get it up and running in about an hour and a half. And my mom said, both your grandpas are smiling at you, man, up there in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> they were both mechanics. Well, yeah. I, I got to tell you, Michael, you've inspired me to go outside and flick the switch on my Generac and <laughs> start it. <laughs> start it. <laughs> Exercise that, man. Exercise it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey. Hey, it took a while to get that thing to actually work. Like, buy yeah. a new battery for it. <laughs> you were fighting with it for a while there to try and get it yeah. to run solid. Yeah. But, you know, but, thanks uh, to you guys, we, we figured out what the problem was. Dead battery. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Yeah, 220, 221. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Um, let's see. So the last thing was, and the reason why I was partially late for tonight's show mm-hmm. was due to the fact that, um, Daisy is home. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Daisy one. Sorry. Oh, okay. Fine. Whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Dropping the ball. Slacking. Slacking. Luker. Oh, I think it might have. Ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Daisy might have. All right, we'll work with that. Um, <laughs> and uh, that being said, Daisy's home. Daisy's got brakes. Uh, my daughter's going to be driving Daisy uh, off and on here as she needs to. And But one of the big things is is to drive that car down in Massachusetts. Even across state lines, you can't have studded snow tires on it unless there's a certain time of year. They have to uh, be off by April. Well, Daisy is a little long in the tooth. And my son, who's working as a mechanic for Dr. Kenny, and as an apprentice in learning, had Daisy up on the lift and fixed the brakes and so on and so forth. And he said, you know, come January when this car needs inspection, it's going to need a serious amount of weld work done to it, floors done to it. To pass inspection. And I said, yeah, really? I said, well, Daisy isn't really worth doing, you know, 20, 30 hours worth of patch and weld and steel. And let's face it, it's a 98 Neon I bought for 650 bucks eight years ago. (laughs) It's got 159,000 miles on that Mitsubishi four-cylinder engine that's in it. And it's structurally solid, but you know, you figure between now and then, it's 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 going to need some major, major, little rotten patchwork. Plus, the fenders are all tender. And I said, yeah, that ain't going to really be worth it. I don't think it's safe now, you know, and it'd be safe even then. But to make it pass inspection, it needs to be super duper 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 safe, and that might be north of 800 bucks. Now, if I get in there and put it on the lift and do this and so on and so forth and weld it all together, I'll still be into it for five. For a car, by that point in time, we'll probably have closer to 200,000 miles on it. Not exactly worth it, folks. But for now, as I had said to my daughter, she's like, I need a car 
so I can get back and forth to work and get my and a part time job before starting school. And she's working now full time uh, for the summer. And I said, "Here's the dealio. I got a car that you can use. It's safe for yeah, six months. In six months, you have to cash bank enough dough, and we'll go out and get you what you want. You know, with what you can afford with the dough." I'll, you know, obviously kick in as dads do and try and help offset and pick you something up. But you're going to earn it. You're going to contribute to it so you can appreciate it. In the meantime, you got this car to use for six months. But I thought, well, if I'm going to junk this car in six months' time, I'm not going to go buy a set of tires for it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I? So I went on YouTube. <laughs> And I researched <laughs> okay. how to remove the carbide studs from snow tires. Yank them out. Nope. No? You ain't going to yank them out with a pair of pliers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but using liquid dish detergent soap on each and every stud and a very, very narrow flat-bladed screwdriver with a long handle, a long shank, you can stick it down in alongside the stud, get behind the shoulder that locks it into the tire, and pop them up and out. Times 100 studs per tire. Oh, that sucks. It saves a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Does, it, tires, does it really? Even, <laughs> yeah, well, How much do you consider your time worth? Well, then again, you, you're sitting around with a backpack. A used set of tires yeah. for that car to have mounted on the rims alone would cost me a hundred bucks to have mounted. Or if I did it, I can't do it myself because my back's out. Yeah. So it cost me eighty to one hundred dollars to have mounted on those rims. Not to mention I'd have to buy them. That's another hundred and fifty bucks. So now I'm into this for two hundred, two twenty-five mm. for a set of tires on a car that I'm going to scrap in six months. Or a half an hour per tire. That's and you not pop too bad. that stud out. A half hour per tire. Yeah, that's not too bad. So I, half hour, 40 minutes. And so uh, we went to Wally World. I bought two bottles of sun liquid dish detergent soap. <laughs> I already have the screwdrivers. And you literally put the screwdriver in, tap it at a 45 degree angle, get underneath the lip of the stud, pry it. Out comes the stud. Hmm. Times 400. <sighs> That's what we this afternoon. Surprise your Let wrists aren't dead. No, my wrists are fine. I'm a big boy. <laughs> um, and it was easier enough on the back because I took one of the office chairs, like the one I'm sitting on. I have four of them. Uh, and I had one of them in the garage. And Kiona jacked the car up, taught her how to do that. My daughter took the tires off. Use the air gun, boom, 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 star wrench to torque them and yada, yada, yada. Took them off, rolled the tire over to me and took off the other side. We did the front, then we did the back. And we sat there and popped out 400 stats. Wow. <laughs> tire <laughs> afternoon. Because tomorrow it's supposed to rain. So it's not exactly the time you want to be outside working on the car. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Popped out all 400. And my garage floor looks like a stud factory blew up all over. <laughs> <laughs> I got studs everywhere. I'm like, I'll sweep. What happened here? Oh, a failed suicide bombing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
got run down carbide studs all over the floor. Got every single one of them out, mounted the tires back out. I'm like, I already own the tires. Why the hell not? Yeah. So, Daisy yeah. will be rolling once again. It's going to suck when you have to pile them back in in the fall. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. That car is getting crushed in January. <laughs> I'm going to sell it to the, to the boneyard for 200 bucks. <laughs> tires and all, here you go. Not worth it for me to fix it. It'll become a yard car, probably. But, uh, yeah, so that was my afternoon. Well, Pulling out, you know, or prying out studs, carbide studs out of snow tires. Tires have got a huge amount of tread on them. But I figure after six months of driving on them on dry pavement, <laughs> they'll be like racing slicks come <laughs> freaking December. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Because we're that, we're we're well into three hours now. Why <laughs> we needed a banner one? Let's uh, finish this off with entertainment last week. trying to stay awake welcome to mm-hmm. entertainment last month where we review shows that are old to you but they're new to us so um we'll start off with michael michael you okay awake? well uh hello you awake hello okay. uh, yeah no, he's I'm awake. awake wow i'm the one it falling was actually- asleep <laughs> It was uh, it was breaking up during the theme there, so I didn't know Uh-oh. if you could hear me or not. Anyhow, um, this episode's uh, Netflix pick. Do you see a theme here? Yes, a lot of what I watch is on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, Last Man on the Moon. Really nice uh, coverage of the Apollo space program and the build-up to it. And just um, personal lives of some of the astronauts. Mm-hmm. I think it covers it very well. Um, through a family tie that I'm still tracking down, uh, one of my near relatives was actually in NASA on the Apollo program at the time that was happening. And when I can dig up more of that, I will let you know. Cool. Um, starting to uh, research that now, exactly what his uh, roles were in the program. But uh, anyhow, uh, that's aside from this. Uh, so, again, it's called Last Man on the Moon. I watched it in its entirety. I really enjoyed it. If you're into a NASA and the space program and what was going on in the 60s. And I'm currently watching First Man on the Moon. I'll let you know what I think of that when I'm done with that. But uh, I give the thumbs up to Last Man on the Moon. So okay. Over to you, Barry. Okay. And I just wanted to follow up. I watched the uh, the documentary you recommended about Winston Churchill and absolutely yeah. loved that. That was really good. Was I learned a lot of really stuff. Really well. Yeah, yeah. That was really neat. So, um, and, and you don't I'm, think you don't realize how old he was at the time during no, World War Two? No, he, he was, was seventy-five at the end of the yeah, war. Yeah, a, and he lived till 60, 1964, I guess is when he uh, he he finally d- uh, passed away. So, yeah, that's incredible. Um, 
And I'm I'm looking. I forgot the name of the. I, I can go back and look at the show notes. The the one about uh, lighting, light, not lighting. <laughs> yeah, I'll install light bulbs. Oh huh? gosh, that's been a while. Now. Yeah, the, the physics of light. Yes, physics of light. I've got. Was that it's a Netflix? whole series? Yes. Okay. Yes, also on Netflix, and I hope it's still there. Okay. You know, things come and go on Netflix. Well, but, you, uh, that was one you mentioned back in April, and I have a. It was good. It was. I good. have a great it, memory for those things. <laughs> okay, that's just where you're reading. Is where you're currently listening, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to look that one up too. So okay, the physics of light. Okay. Yes. I was doing random things like light and you know uh, the history of light. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. It should be on my list, but it should be the physics of light. It's it's, it's in the show notes. I just have to go back on the page and look for it. <laughs> so, but uh, okay. Well, uh, the one I want to talk to you about is a movie that came out that didn't get great ratings when it came out. Um, but uh, like a lot of movies that don't get great ratings, I thought it was a pretty damn good movie. It's called uh, London Has Fallen. And um, it's basically about, uh, hey, how about that? Um, a Muslim group, at least that's what you assume, uh, that went in and kind of um, started attacking all the leaders who were coming up, um, going to a funeral in London. And uh, one by one was taking them out. And um, our, our president, uh, well, I don't want to have any spoilers, he made it. It's an old movie now, but uh, it was a good bang bang shoot 'em up movie, and I like good bang bang shoot 'em up action movies. So, um, if you like those kind of movies and uh, kind of a a way out way way out there plot, uh, I recommend it. London has fallen, and uh, I don't know whether any of you guys are still watching Wayward Pines, but I have been watching it this year. Yep. And, and uh, you know, um, if you probably haven't noticed, um, pretty much everybody that was in the first season is gone. Yep. They um, they all got killed off this year. Um, and, uh, well, the finale happened. And, oh, by the way, the finale of Wayward Pines uh, uh, beat... Uh, President Obama in the ratings. He was giving his speech that night in <laughs> Just thought that was an interesting note. But the finale happened and uh, looking like it's going to be a good uh, third season coming up if they have it. Because um, they can change everything on this one. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but you probably guessed what was going to go on and that's what's happening. Um. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. could be a whole <laughs> different show next year. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. So, but still, it's uh, it it took many different turns since the very beginning of the show, and uh, um, I, I'd like to see a show that changes like this because it uh, it makes it it keeps keeps you interested. Like, oh, what are they going to do now? So, and 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 kind of like Game of Thrones, uh, nobody, nobody on that show is is precious. <laughs> they kill them off left and right. <laughs> so, so, anyway, uh, and then the final thing I've got under here, 
Um, I had watched this before. Actually, uh, one of our podcasting buddies, Scott, reminded me. We were talking about Star Trek things because the new Star Trek movie came out. Still haven't seen it yet. Um, wait until it, it dies down a little bit, but I will definitely get out there to see it. And um, But um, there's a couple fan-based um, Star Trek series that are based on the original Star Trek um, and uh, uh, one is called Star Trek Continues, which I've talked about here. Um, they have excellent uh, um, series, a series of shows. Yeah. And then the other one, which I had kind of forgotten about, is called uh, Star Trek Phase Two, uh, and it's a different set of uh, of, uh, of actors, obviously. Um, but they too also have uh, some pretty good. Um, Episodes, uh, a, a continuation of the original Star Star Trek series. So I recommend you just Google them and look them up. They have, both have fan pages, and you can either download or watch it online if you want to do it on your computer, or download it, put it in your favorite Plex server or something like that, and watch them on the big screen if you'd like. Um, but both of them are pretty good. It's funny, Star Trek Continues has uh, uh, Scotty's son playing Scotty in that one, oh. his real son. And um, on the other one, Star Trek Phase 2 has uh, uh, DeForest Kelly's uh, son playing uh, Dr. McCoy on that one, his real son. Oh. So <laughs> it's kind oh. of interesting. Um, Star Trek Phase 2 actually has had a lot of old actors come on and uh, play in old Star Trek. Like um, George Takei has been there and Walter Keening, or I, I always mess up his name, uh, have been on that show. And uh, they had made some that I hadn't we hadn't seen before, so um, we're going to start watching those. Um, I, apparently, we haven't gotten to it yet, but apparently uh, Captain Kirk, the actor who played Captain Kirk, changed on that one. So that'll be interesting when we start watching the f first one with the new Captain Kirk. So, And that, that's it for me in entertainment last month. Anybody got anything else for that one? Nope, that's nope. it for me. Nope. Okay. All right, well, we better finish this up then because... We're getting damn close to three and a half hours. Oh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm failing fast. Yeah, I, yeah, I already am. So uh, I'm uh, literally trying to stay awake here. Um, and it's, uh, well, it's 12.09 a.m. right now. Yep. So, And we started at 8. <laughs> uh, the pre-show. We had a long pre-show. Uh, so, so that's that's how long we've been chatting here. Yeah. So it shows our dedication. Yes, yes it does. It does, <laughs> and uh, how boring a Saturday nights we leave. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's never boring with you guys. I I look forward to these Saturday <laughs> nights. <laughs> I do, <laughs> and thank God for technology because you know. <laughs> we live all over the place, and it's, it would it would be tough to get together like we do every every other Saturday night. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so I've seen you guys in person three times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, our musical guest tonight 
because I heard an old Chicago song. I've decided to do three or four Chicago songs in a row coming up, and we're starting off with a good old-fashioned old Chicago. I'm not doing any of that new Baby What a Big Surprise crap in, in forward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing old Chicago, and uh, the first Chicago song we're going to do is called Beginnings. So, with that, um, I'll, oh, and to the military out there, both Conus and Conus, uh, stay safe. Um, and, uh, you know, we hope you get home to your families and friends real soon. And until then, we'll keep the home fires burning for you. So, and, uh, and I, I don't know whether you people agree or not, but I, I'm going to say, um, for our other people out there that protect us, the police, um, stay safe also. Absolutely. And, uh, um, it's, um, I have some issues with what's going on with, um, you know, perfectly good, honest people getting shot down for a movement of some sort. Um, so with that, um, from the Mananoc region, where hopefully we'll get rain tomorrow in Southwest <laughs> New Hampshire, <laughs> I'm Barry J. And also from the southwest region, or south-central region, I suppose, of New Hampshire, where please let it rain as well. This is Joel. And from the southern, yeah, the eastern <laughs> suburbs of Copper Harbor, I tried to change it up, and that, that not a good idea this late at night. <laughs> this is Michael the Virtual Uper. Bye. <laughs> All right. And that's it for 218-219 soon. Until then, here's... Chicago.
Samson, speak. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs>